Good evening, I'm Roger Ebert. Roper's out with a bad case of who gives a f***. Guest hosting with me is director M. Night Shyamalan. What a twist! Yeah, what a twist. You're listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. Episode 113, welcome to the Buzzkill Podcast, where today's episode is... Director's Spotlight, Alexandre Aha. Uh, actually, James, it is not. What? We said it was, but it's not. What a twist! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if you couldn't tell by the intro, uh, we're not doing our director Spotlight that we said we were going to do last week, because we're going to do it next week. Right. With the uh, With the holiday season upon us. The most important holiday of all the holidays. Of all the holidays. Uh, the we, hollow day, if you we, will. We got a little behind on watching some movies. The hollow day, thank the you. Ho- hollow, ooh, hollow day. <laughs> we got behind on watching our movies for this week. Yeah, we, we suck. And, uh, <laughs> and and so we just decided uh, today we're going to do a top ten. Yeah, yeah. A little easier. It took a little bit of the... It just took... Uh, it took Took a little bit of the workload off of us. It took like four and, watching, and a half hours worth of movies uh, out watching of Because watching two movies is so hard. No. Well, we're also recording a, a day Listen, earlier because you know, yeah, of Halloween it, this, it's, this year. It's Tuesday night. We had to carve pumpkins last night. Right. Cause it's cause, as is tradition. As is tradition. It's tradition. Mm-hmm. Tradition the dish. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. But. And then uh, we had a Halloween party this weekend, so, you know. Yeah. We had stuff going on. We just on. fell behind. We did. So now uh, now you get a top ten. Yeah. And what's our top ten? Which, which I'm actually pretty excited about. Uh, top ten... Twists. Twist. What a twist. Uh, plot twists, twist endings, you know, what have you. Right. Um, I'm actually kind of excited about it because we've been talking about doing this particular one for a while. We so, have? Yes. Oh, I thought I just came up with it the other day. You did not. <laughs> okay. Nope. All right, then. But um, <laughs> What a twist. What What a twist, <laughs> indeed. Um, anyway, what have, what, have, what have you been doing? I'm last... Jim. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Justin. <laughs> I'm Mike. Yeah. Oh, that was a good impression. <laughs> wait, and, and uh, Mike. wait. What's, what's he say when he comes back in all the time? I was going to oh, do his catchphrase. <laughs> all right. All right. I'm Mike. Uh, that's, uh, that's another twist for you. I hate you all. All right. Um, what have you guys been doing this week? Since uh, Or less than a week? Well, you pretty, we've... you pretty much said everything that we've done. We went to a Halloween party. We did. Had a blast. We did. Um, had some Had some beers. We did. I, actually, I drank wine all night because we you, went as uh, we went as French Kiss. You did, which is yeah. So you know, we dressed up as Kiss, but then we also wore the French outfits, so we were French Kiss. I found out that if you eat an entire baguette while <laughs> drinking a bunch of wine, you don't get a hangover the next day. Oh, really? Just soaks so, it right up. Yeah. Imagine that. Pretty nice. Science. What a twist. <laughs> <laughs> And we carved pumpkins yesterday. Other than that, I haven't been up to too much. What have you been up to? Um, I went to a party over the weekend. Uh, I also dressed up, not as not as French Kiss. I was not invited to be to be part of said things. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> you were invited many many times. I felt uh, I felt really really behind on uh, Halloween this year. I really did. So I had to put together a quick like half an hour costume after I got off work on Saturday. I liked your costume. I did too. You very... you would because you love the Second Amendment. So yes, yeah. sir. 
Michael I, Michael went as the Second Amendment. I had I had bear arms. He he was the right to bear arms. It was awesome. <laughs> See, people, you walked in and people were like, "What? What are you?" Are you? Fucking Brian knew it right off the bat. And, and I called <laughs> you right, right away too. Yep. That's that's because that's yeah. Well, you obviously come on. You're always looking for guys who are exercising their right to bear arms. Yeah. So. And uh, and J Rod, <laughs> you and Sarah, <laughs> I loved yours. They, they went as. Uh, Hashtag filter, hashtag no filter. Yeah. <clears throat> she was the beautiful one, and I was the slightly less beautiful one. <laughs> I, I saw Only this. slightly, though. Only slightly. <laughs> they they looked really, really identical for the most part, and I and I had, I had a really, really hard time deciding whether I liked Justin with long hair better or Sarah with a beard better. I can tell I you. Couldn't, I couldn't figure out which one I thought was, <laughs> was more appealing to the eye. I can tell you, Sarah really liked him with the long hair. All night long, every time you'd walk by, she'd be like, "God, he looks so sexy with long hair." <laughs> I was we, we we had some acoustic jam outs, and I was drumming on a. Uh, I didn't have a cajon, but I had a laundry basket, and my hashtag no filter sign that I use as a snare drum. And we were, I was. It was Dave, actually. I was Dave growing Nirvana days with that hair. It, baby. it was actually yeah, pretty effective. That uh, the uh, you got a good bass tone out of that yeah. laundry hamper, so. Not bad. Her laundry basket, not a hamper. A it was hamper a, yeah, yeah. It was just a little little laundry basket in your sign, and, uh -huh. and you you were the highlight of that little that jam session that we had going and on. You would have thought you're like, it. look at that guy go. He must be drunk. I had two beers <laughs> that entire evening. <laughs> yeah, it was a good night. I left uh, left at a good time. If I would have stayed longer, that would have gotten. You would have gotten. I would have gotten pretty drunk. Pissy drunk. Yeah. Yeah. I was like. I was like but, but you would have learned if you stayed longer the the effectiveness of using a spoon for all of your food. Oh, I God. can't I can't back you up on this, Jeff. Yeah, there was there was a bit of drama at the end of the night in uh, in the form of Justin informing us that he eats almost every food with a spoon. Of course, it's the best and How, only option. Like no forks. How exactly would you go about eating something like a pork chop? With a spoon. I wouldn't eat a pork chop. Well, you see, wouldn't. See, <laughs> you would. A fork for but, that instance makes sense because you need to stab it and cut it, right? Right. There you go. So pretty much everything else that, that would be in my diet anyway, I eat with a spoon. Like, okay, I, said, so, so like the, I said, he doesn't eat real food. Well, okay. So that makes sense. Well, the one that kind of blew our mind is that he eats pancakes with a spoon. Yes. That's, how could you not? And wait, hold on. And out of a bowl. And out of a bowl. Yes. Okay. So you got your plate of pancakes. You pour the syrup on and it goes all to the edge of the plate like lava. Right? Yeah, but you cut the pancake and then you dip it in all that yeah, lava. Yeah, but then you got to spread it around so if it's so? right there in the bowl, it stays contained. Oh and then you scoop it and cut it down with your spoon. Are you going to tell me that <clears throat> spaghetti is better in a bowl too? I'll get there. <laughs> and, then, and then so when you scoop it, all that syrup doesn't fall through onto your, your beard or your, I your feel, shirt. I feel it like It stays you're... contained. You get a nice mouthful of that warm, hot, sticky syrup. <laughs> As well as the, the the fluffy doughy pancake. I feel like you're messing with the the, the ratio of syrup to pancake. Oh though. no, it's perfect. It depends on your person. Uh, I, I don't, don't know, so. man. I just don't, eating, I can't. I, I'm, I'm gonna try it just because pancakes. I like you so much. But I I don't know. I you, used a fork today. I had long spaghetti. Is that like the only food you eat? I probably with a fork. Yeah bizarre is that because you can't twist it around a spoon <laughs> yeah i can't twist it around a spoon now do you guys do the fancy thing ever where you actually use the 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 spoon to spin the spaghetti oh yeah no yeah. i wouldn't use a spoon with long spaghetti <laughs> no 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 <laughs> you know what i'm talking about though right yeah yeah i think i've tried it once it's the spinning method yeah like you got to do that to. when you when you especially really when you're out at a nice italian restaurant yeah. you don't care for long spaghetti i don't it's a it's a texture thing it, 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 when i oh, put God. noodles in my mouth and they touch the back of my 
Duple Glaglin or whatever it's called. <laughs> I, don't, I always forget what that thing's called. The, the, the uvu- uvula? Uvula, yeah. Duple Glaglin. Duple Glaglin. Like the dangler. The dangler. <laughs> <laughs> like, every now and then, I, I'm a fast eater, and sometimes I will not chew properly. What you're saying is you got a crazy gag reflex. I do. No, I, I do. And long sp- and long spaghetti though, like it, it'll 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 trigger that. How do you like your spaghetti? <laughs> long story short, to all our listeners out there, use a spoon. Try it. Your floor. If you're eating peas or rice, your floor will thank you. Your shirt will thank you. Everything will thank you for not dropping your food and and not getting one pea at a time. So there you have it. But Try you it. but you do eat cereal with a fork. Oh, I don't like the milk to touch my cereal. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course I use a spoon, Michael. Oh, my Lord. Well, all right. Well, uh, speaking of things that are just not right, why don't we get into some corrections for the week? Stupid! You're so stupid! All right, let's get into some corrections for this week. Um, I will kill your whole family. <laughs> Every single one of them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh, you can't escape it. I love it. Damn it. Uh, so last week I said that uh, I, I said I I uh, equated I, I, something to the same thing as something that Lauren Hill said about like being super racist and about how like she didn't want white people buying her record and all that. Yeah. Apparently that's a falsity. I didn't know that. Uh, I looked it up on Snopes because Snopes is Snopes you know, is bullshit. No. Yeah, um, they are sometimes. No. Yeah. No. Well, correction for next week. It's not. It is. It's not. Snopes is sometimes bull. They're so, they're wrong sometimes. Anyway, you know, you know the saying: "Snopes is nopes." Yeah, exactly. With an S. Uh, With an S. <laughs> well, regardless of regardless of of whether or not you're on the Snopes side of the fence or the nopes side of the fence, um, she say- did not actually say those things. Oh, okay. That was uh, that was brought up like it was something to do with the Howard Stern show. <clears throat> uh, somebody called in. And basically said that she said it, mm. and then it spread like wild, like wildfire. And uh, apparently, she never, never said that. But now she's known for it, and she looks terrible, even though she didn't say it. So, apologies, Mrs. Hill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Miss Hill. I don't know. If she she married? I don't know. Miss I don't know. <laughs> Lauren. Um, apologies, Lauren. Apologies, Lauren. Uh, also, <clears throat> um, because we're dumb idiots, the the things that beer is brewed in. The coppers, if you will, are it, called fermenters. Really? <laughs> or fermentation tanks. Oh, I thought they had a cooler so name. So did I, actually. So unless unless I'm still wrong, which I don't think I am because I saw, saw this in multiple places, that's the big tank that you see. I'm huh. fairly certain it's the fermentation tank. Mm-hmm. Fermenters. Sure. So, I, th- I feel like there's like a nickname for them or something. That's kind of what I thought, too, like the casks. Well, they call them the coppers sometimes. That's, but... Yeah, that's better. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, is that it? That's it. That's all you got? That's all I got. All right. Well... This week, uh, since we're doing our top ten twist, uh, we Michael went out and got us just only a, the best, just a really really lovely beverage. Only the best. I uh, I broke the bank this week. <clears throat> he uh, he kind of went out. He kind of went out and uh, basically did what we did with this episode <laughs> this week, which is we decided last minute to change what we were doing. So Mike decided last minute to get us the worst possible thing in the world. <laughs> This is Twisted Tea from... It's uh, Twisted Tea Brewing. Is it just is it? called Twisted Tea? Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Twisted Tea Brewing that makes it. <clears throat> I think you're right. I'm fairly certain. That Unwind right. with Twisted a... Tea Brewing Company, Cincinnati, Ohio. Unwind with a twist. There you go. And I can't really say that this is shitty because I don't know if I've ever Ooh, actually fl- had actual is, Twisted Tea. I've had like... technically flavored beer. 
Oh, is it? It is technically speaking flavored beer. <clears throat> well, there here, go. I got a little uh, little ditty about little, it. A little burb. Twisted tea, half and half, is realized tea with lemonade flavor that's blended with smooth, triple-filtered alcohol, resulting in an authentic southern-style iced tea taste. The perfectly balanced blend of alcohol, tea, and fresh lemon flavor create a refreshing, smooth beverage that's just a little twisted. Thanks, Colonel. Yep. <laughs> Colonel? Are these a twist? Uh-huh. Are they a twist off? <laughs> you watch them not be a twist off? <laughs> that would be the How ultimate dick move. <laughs> With a pop! <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Let's, uh, uh, let's give that a little taste, boys. And these are vegan friendly, by the way, they so are. Jay is partaking. Oh, shit. No, they're not. There's lactose in it. I'm drunk. You know what? Say what you will. Say what you will. It's actually pretty good. A nice hot day, a hot summer day. Oh, yeah. I could put away a few of these. And then feel like shit the next day because of all the sugar. (laughs) It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. But I guess that's what you want out of tea, right? Like a nice southern style sweet tea. Yeah. I went for the half and half instead of the uh, straight tea because I figured it'd be a little better. I'm a big Arnold Palmy fan. Mm, Arnie Palmy. Who wants Arnie Palmies? Who wants Arnie Palmies? All right, well, uh, that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Let's get into the bleed feed. The bleed feed. <laughs> All right, not uh, not a heck of a whole lot of news this week. No, but, uh, I did find a couple nugs that I thought I uh, that were interesting. <laughs> Drop a few nugs on us, Mike. <laughs> I will. Oh, I will. Uh, Mandy director Panos Cosmatos uh, was in an interview recently uh, with uh, IndieWire, and uh, he revealed what he would love to do for a sequel to Mandy. <clears throat> yeah. And I got to be honest with you, it sounds like quite possibly the greatest movie ever made. Mm-hmm. And that is that Nicolas Cage would return, and you would see Red Miller fighting Nazi punks. In a bombed out city. Really? Yeah, I'd watch that. It's like Schindler's List and Mad Max. And together. Gre- and Green Room. And Green Room. Yeah. <laughs> and Nicolas Cage. Just being Who? Nick- what? Where? <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be amazing. And it would just be so fucked up and, and just crazy. And I would love to see it. Chances yeah, are that, that'll never happen. That movie but... was so trippy, you could pretty much go anywhere you want with it. You sequel. really, really could. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, on the on the heels of the success the Halloween was, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis says that uh, if... What's it at, by the way? It's at like 200 million <gasps> No, already? no. It's like 140-something million. I, I think. think I think I heard today it was at close to two. Maybe I, maybe I just heard U.S., not world yeah look it up if if you want i will yeah uh, jamie lee curtis has said uh that if david gordon green returns to direct the sequel she will absolutely return as laurie strode nice but it sounds like only if she's uh she's definitely in the david gordon green camp and she loves what they made and uh she seems to be very uh reinvigorated with the series uh, which she has not been for a very very long time so well yeah i mean would we say uh last week she considered she considered resurrection yeah. a joke. She literally came to like did what she did to make sure her character was dead, so she'd never have to come back for it. Right. Um, and the, uh, and also on the heels of that, you have other people like Heather Langenkamp <clears throat> coming out of the woodwork now, saying she would love for another Nightmare on Elm Street to be made, and she'd have her come back all these years later. So, Heather Langenkamp. Yeah. Oh, so cool. and then on the heels of uh, of Robert Englund saying what he said. Now, granted, I'm not still not saying that it's that's the what he said. Come back, all the old slashers. But that's kind of the makings of Perfect from right there. If he'd be willing to do it. And she obviously wants to. That's a gold mine. Yeah. That that's an absolute gold mine. So For sure. Hopefully they can start putting some of these together. I like this. I like these soft reboots. I'm 
completely okay with it. Yeah, I've got no problem with it. And if they're, like, we both love the new Halloween. I know some people didn't, but we both did. Jay loved it as those, well. Those people are wrong. Our, uh, but, our, uh, wives, our wives loved it. That's all that matters to me. And if they can come back and do something just as good with Freddy... Absolutely. Do it. Yep, I agree. Uh, just to interject real quick. Yes. As of two days ago, it's sitting at uh, 172 million global. Wow, that's that's two days ago. Yeah. Jesus so Christ. It's probably got to be at least close they've to at 200 least, at They've point. at least added like six bucks to that. Yeah. By now. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is this is very, very cool. Uh, the Ray and Diana Harryhausen Foundation, along with Morningside Productions, have announced a movie called Force of the Trojans. <laughs> Come on. I didn't actually read that out loud the first time that they came out with it. That's you don't That's even need you don't even name. need to make a porn parody. It's already there. That's a terrible name for a movie. Force of the Trojans. Wow, that's that's <laughs> that is tasteless. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Force of the Trojans well, is it's, uh, got a, it's got a taste. It's just sort of <laughs> rubbery. <laughs> they have flavored. <laughs> well, that's true. Do Trojans? Do, does Trojan make flavored condoms? Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. It's like regret flavored. <laughs> uh, this, it's penis flavored. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they should have that. <laughs> oh man okay anyway okay. continue with your so so force of the trojans um is going to be a brand new stop motion film nice using uh production art and sculptures made by ray harryhausen himself really apparently he's got a whole bunch of stuff like ideas and and uh outlines and art and sculptures and all the stuff that when he died has been has been basically Just sitting, sitting around and, yeah, sitting around so wow. they're going to make uh a new ray harryhausen stop motion movie awesome uh in the same style as all the old you know the sinbad movies and and uh clash of the titans and you know all these um all those all of the the classic harryhausen uh yeah you know movies uh and that's very cool i'm a big i'm a big harryhausen fan so mm -hmm. that's that's very exciting to me um and the fact that it's being made by his estate you know is is really really cool yeah um so yeah that's just, that's just they're gonna put a lot of care into it yeah, they're to gonna be mixing sure it lives CG. Up to his legacy. They are going to be mixing CG into it. Yeah. Um, and they're it's going to be the first time that like actual stop motion is going to be mixed with CG. Like like real stop motion and then touch it up or do whatever it is they're going to do, obviously with smooth with it CG. out a little yeah. bit or something like that. Which those old, old stop motion though, to me, kind of the charm is the fact that it's not smoothed out. Yeah. I kinda of like the rough edges on it. <clears throat> like whenever you watch stop motion, it's cool because but if you was... look at the if you look at the, the characters, mm -hmm. you'll notice the texture and the skin is rapidly changing. Yeah. It's because they're they're physically moving it. What you're seeing are fingerprints. Right. Um if you watch the got the King Kong versus T Rex uh scene oh, in the original dude. King Kong. Yes. They look like they're like feathers fluttering or something mm -hmm. like that, or fur is moving around, and it's it's just all of the finger marks from moving the models. Around, right, and it looks so good. So hopefully they're not going to get rid of that some, kind of stuff. Some of that charm might be lost in HD, though. It might be too unclean. Know. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, like, I have King Kong. Like, it is like there is a lot of charm in that in the old movies, but it was also you were seeing it in standard definition. Yeah, I have I have King Kong on blue. I don't have any Harryhausen movies on blue, but. I'll have to go back and uh, look at him. Harryhausen, by the way, learned under the guy that did King Kong. Oh, he did? Yeah, he, he was one of his uh, uh, mentors, basically. Cool. And he studied underneath him. So long long lineage there with uh, stop motion stuff. So that's really cool. Um, 
if you are a fan of comic books, which I am, mm-hmm. I don't read them very often anymore, but I do read the horror comics when they come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a new one coming out uh, early 2019, I believe it's in February, which is going to be a Army of Darkness and Bubba Hotep crossover. Really? Two Brucies for the price of one, baby. <laughs> uh, so this is going to be called. Um, I don't know. I must not. I don't. I don't think that I. What was it? it was crossover of Bubba Hotep and what? Army of Darkness. I don't think I wrote down a title for it. Bubba of Darkness. Sure, we'll or, go with that. Bubba or, of Darkness. Or Army of Hotep. Uh, in our in Army of Darkness slash Bubba Hotep. Maybe that's just the title. Maybe there's no other title for it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ash embarks on a soul-searching road trip to Texas on a hunch that Elvis Presley might still be alive and kicking, and supposedly vanquished a mummy. Uh, what follows is a series of universe-spanning events that involve El- an Elvis jumpsuit with special time-travel abilities, a trip to 70s Vegas, plus the reveal of an all-new Book of the Dead, the Nep- Necronomicon Hotep. All right. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah, why not? Yep. <laughs> It sounds good. I don't think I need to say anything else about it. No, nope. that just sounds like the greatest story ever. Yep. The 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 Army of Darkness comics are amazing. Mm. There was an Army of Darkness reanimator crossover. There was an Army of Darkness oh, really? uh, Darkman crossover. To, I, yeah, I knew that one. Uh, I, I didn't know about the reanimator one. There's there's been the its own Army of Darkness like lines. There's been tons of stuff, and they're they're all really really good. That's cool. Uh, Dynamite, I, th- I believe, is the company that puts them out. Mm. Dynamite or Dark Horse, one of the two. I think it's Dynamite. But uh, yeah, so super, super awesome. Um, next up, we have what's new on Blueberry? Well, uh, Shameless Films, or Shameless Film rather, will be bringing two Italian horror classics to Blu-ray on November 19th. First up is Dario Argento's Opera from 1987, which will actually be released on Shameless's uh, offshoot label, Cult Films. Uh, that comes with a 2K restoration from Argento's personal print and also a brand new interview and behind-the-scenes documentary about the legendary director. Uh, next up is the sleazy 70s giallo film The Case of the Bloody Iris, also known as Erotic Blue, also known as What Are Those Strange Drops of Blood Doing on Jennifer's Body? It's quite a title. Wow. Um, is that the prequel to like Jennifer's Body? I don't know. I, I kind of <laughs> wondered that when I read it myself. So I don't. those are the only blues that I have to talk about today. Okay. And uh, when I read that ridiculous title... That it's also known as. I, I I started to think about a lot of Italian films have crazy names. I think I see where you're going with this. So we're gonna do a little, we're gonna do a little uh, guessing game here. Not really guess. You just tell me whether you think it is an actual Italian giallo film, okay, or something I made up. Okay. So okay. got a little list here. All right, ready? Four flies on gray velvet. That's real. That's real. That no. was a, that was a softball. I had to lob you that one. Uh, bonus points if you know the director. Four flies on. Gra- Four flies on gray velvet. It is. Is it Argento? Yeah. Yeah, it's Argento. Yeah. Very nice. All right. Next up, <laughs> seven deaths in the cat's eye. Real. Jay says I'm going to go real. I'm going to go real. That is real. That is from 1973, directed yeah. by Antonio Margariti. Terrible high five. There we go. All right. Next up is Death is the Nightingale's Only Lover. False. False? Fuck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Killing Stare of the Black Butterfly. False. Real. That one is false. Ah! <laughs> All right. Your vice is a locked room and, I, and only I have the key. Real. 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 1972, Sergio Martino. 
Your uh, your heart lies under Sweet Evelyn's glass vase. <laughs> false. False. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, strip nude for your killer. Oh, that's totally real. 100% real. I'll go with Mike. It's 100% real. 1975. <laughs> Andrea Bianchi. Uh, the igu- they just put out a new version of that. Actually. Oh, did they really? <laughs> uh, the iguana with the tongue of fire. Real. That sounds like a good title. I'm going with it. 1971. Ricardo Frida. Kiss of the tarantula. Real. False. False. Oh, <laughs> dang. <laughs> dang it. <laughs> the Red Queen kills seven times. Uh, I'm going to go real. False. Real. 1972. Ah. Emilio Miraglia. A dragonfly for each corpse. False. I'm not sure about that That's one. a cool name, but I'm, I'm going against it. 1974. Oh, dang. Leon Klamovsky. Damn. Dead eyes blink no longer. False. 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 <laughs> I was like, if I keep saying false, I know eventually I'm going to be right. That's high five to that one. <laughs> All right. Five. A uh, couple, couple more here. Five dollars for an August moon. Real. real. It is real. 1970. Bonus points if you know the director. Uh, what is it called again? Five dollars for an August moon. Five dolls for an August moon. Um, is it Fulci? No. No. Mario Bava. Ah, Bava. <clears throat> Last. I'm not real well versed in my Bava. That's a terrible thing to say as a horror fan. That's kind of why I'm I did really, this because really not. none of us are really well versed in Giallo in general. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's why I did this. And also, I thought it would be fun. I am well versed in Jello. <clears throat> Jello. I do love Jello. I actually hate Jello. Really? Yeah. What are you, it's a dumb? texture. It's a texture thing. Oh, it's into you the soft J. Even your gag reflex. Is it Jello or is it yellow? <laughs> yellow. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's funny, you never noticed that before. That you don't. Oh, the, ga- the gag <laughs> reflex. <laughs> you, he, All right. You never would notice. <laughs> All right. La- last one here, boys. If you leave, I'll erase you. Real. False. This is a trick question. Oh. Uh, this is actually the English translation of the title that was used for an American film. Now, if you can tell me what that wait, American wait, wait, wait. film wait, 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 wait. is. So, so wait. So the name that you gave us was the title in America. So there is a. So the American movie is named something. Okay. And the Italian title in Italian translates to "If you leave, I'll erase you," and it is not a horror movie. If you leave, I will erase you. Right. If you leave, I'll erase you. Is the American one kind of similar to that, but its own phrasing? Uh, no. Okay. Not even close. Gone with the wind. That was a good guess. Casablanca. But, but no, you got a guess? <laughs> if you leave, I'll erase you. Uh, you got three seconds because this could go on too okay. long. Okay. Just throw something nothing, out. Nothing. Eternal sunshine of a spotless um, mind. That's a that's a downer title for that. If you Eternal leave, sun- I'll erase you. Yeah. It's actually a better title than the than the. I like Eternal Sunshine. It's a good, I think it's a good name. It's a sucky, it's a movie. It's a sucky movie. I don't though. care for the movie, but oh, we're gonna get some shit for that. I think. Ah, whatever. A lot of people that love movie that movie. Sucks. I just I I just think that that movie is way too pretentious it's overrated. for its own. It was like it was one of those movies that was hyped up so much that once I saw it, I was like, "That's it." Yeah. I'm like really? That's yeah. it. So anyway, that's the end of our little game. Nice. Yeah. I think I got like a B. Huh? I got like a B. B plus. Yeah, I'd I wasn't say. keeping score, but you guys both did pretty well. All right, Thank so you. Yeah. your last, uh, you're like, we should do games like that more often. I'll, that was fun. I'll keep that in mind. All right, all right, so uh, our, my last little bit of news here. One of my favorite things, you know what one of my favorite things is, James, when it comes to news? Uh, not dead people. 
other favorite thing? Uh, stuff having to do with Bruce Campbell. Okay, this can go on for a long time. <laughs> um, when you find out that there are cuts of movies that exist that you've never seen before. Ah, I see. And there is potential for it to be unleashed. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Wes Craven did a movie called Cursed, mm-hmm. which was fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. Um, is that a, it's, a werewolf? Yes, movie? it was yeah. a werewolf movie, and uh, it was made. It was a, it was made in the air in the early two thousands, and it was like that teen ensemble werewolf movie made by Wes Craven. It just it just wasn't that good. Yeah, uh, I want to say Joshua Jackson was in it. Um, some other people. But Josh, Joshua Jackson was in all of those teen ensemble movies in the early two thousands. He 2000s. was. Uh, Omar Epps and Skeet Ulrich, I believe, were also in it. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Um, so see here, uh, Carrie, Gra- uh, <clears throat> Carrie Granite. Uh, uh, actually, you're wrong on all accounts. I'm not. I'm not technically. We'll get there though. Okay. All right. Um, there was a lot of people cut out of the movie, and we'll get to that in a ah, minute. But Joshua Jackson was in it, though, right? Joshua uh, Jackson. Uh, no. No. Who's the? Who's the? All right, we've got. Uh, who's the vanilla dude? That's in it? <laughs> Portia de Rossi, Maya, the singer. Oh yeah, beautiful yep. Maya. Yep. Shannon Elizabeth. Yep. Uh, um, Jesse Eisenberg. It's probably yes, who you're looking yes, for. Yes. Also, Milo Ventimiglia. That yes, that those two vanilla guys. Okay, so uh, Carrie. Right, oh, and Chris, oh wait, Joshua Jackson wasn't it. Oh, told you. And Christina Ricci and Derek, yes. Derek Mears played yes. the werewolf. So Christina Ricci was and Nick the, Offerman. Christina Sorry. Ricci was the the female lead. And Judy Greer. And Judy and, and Scott no, Bayo. No, 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 stop, 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 stop. <laughs> nope. Well, yes, yes. And Lance Bass. Yes. All Lance. And Bass Craig Kilborn. So here's the so here's the deal. Um, I can keep going. According to <laughs> Carrie, uh, Carrie Granite, who was the COO of Dimension Films from 95 yep. to 2000, the, the Craven cut of Cursed still absolutely exists somewhere. This was a movie that got butchered so much that half of the cast got completely written out of the movie. Really? Um, and they took all of Rick Baker, Rick Baker's amazing werewolf uh, makeups mm-hmm. And cut them all out in favor of CG that uh, looks like shit. Yeah. So all of the people cut out of the movie: <clears throat> Omar Epps, Skeet Ulrich, Mandy Moore, Heather Langenkamp, uh, Scott Foley, Robert heck? Forrester, and Corey Feldman. Wow. All cut out of the movie. That's a lot of big P. <gasps> Never mind. Go, what? go ahead. What? No, no, nothing, nothing. Go, go. Okay. Um. So yeah. So the, uh, apparently, though, like I said the cut of this movie absolutely exists, and I want to see it so bad now. And this isn't news so much that it's going to happen. Just like, a, but it's news that it exists somewhere. Yeah. Someone knows that it does. It does. He goes, it's probably with Dimension, but he doesn't, or probably with the Weinstein Company, but he doesn't know with everything going on where it ended up because right. things got sold and this and that. Yeah. But uh, he wants to see this movie released, as do I. Uh, a Rick Baker werewolf, Wes Craven. Like, yeah. Dude, that the movie wasn't terrible completely. Like, if it, I, I feel as though the Craven Cup probably was way better. Mm-hmm. Way, way better. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully that will see the light of day one day. You know, like, I, I think that, uh, yeah. So it's just, uh, it exists. It's out there. Hopefully we'll see it one day. Hopefully we'll see it one day. That'd be cool. Last bit of news. Yeah. Aries Scope. Released their twentieth Halloween short this past week. Ah, the big, the big two O. So go watch it. I didn't watch it yet because it's good. How was it? Really good. Was it long? How long uh, is it? Twenty-two minutes. Oh, jeez. It's uh, it's fantastic though. I was gonna say we could watch it as a break, but <laughs> yeah. we can't. Let's... Nope. I like it a lot. So that's it. Cool. That's, that's all it. I got. All right. All right. Well, that's let's it. wrap this new segment up with a stupid fact yes, of the let's. week. 
Quick question: Are either of you left-handed? Yes, you Mike are. Is. I'm left-handed well, in certain things. Like jerking okay. off? No, I'm not jerking <laughs> off. <laughs> when well, it's the stranger, you are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike. Well, I'm sorry for you. Sucks for you because right-handed people live. On average, nine years longer than left-handed Suck people. Suck it, Mike. But You're I do die, you. But I do more things dick. right-handed than I do left-handed. But I eat and I write left-handed, so that's my dominant hand. But I do everything else right. So really, jokes on you guys. Maybe it's because uh, I eat left-handed, and I and I eat poorly. So maybe that's maybe left-handed people just I, eat. I just shovel it into my mouth. <laughs> what, do, what do you mean poorly? Like I, my diet's not great. Oh, oh, I thought you meant like you're you're not good with using <laughs> no, the left hand. Like you keep missing the the bowl of soup. People are like, why don't you just eat right-handed if you're right-handed? I'm like, I know what I'm about. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, nine years, really. I guess nine so. Years? Nine years. So there you have it, folks. Boom! That was the news. Thank you, J. Raj. Okay, so um, here's what's gonna happen. Yeah, we're gonna shotgun some twisted teas. Oh, we're and gonna... then we're gonna and then we're gonna come back. We're gonna uh, we're gonna count down our top ten each of us favorite twists. Favorite twists. Well, I can tell you one of my favorite twists is this tea. <laughs> Bottoms up, boys. And you thought you weren't gonna like it. <laughs> what a twist! <laughs> Where we get glass bottles. Throughout this dulcy, faces ripped apart with hooks. A man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. What's your favorite twist? I just told you this tea, you dick. Yo, minus. Will you listen to me? What? Nice vanilla chocolate twist, soft serve cone. Oh. Do they even offer those up anymore? Oh yeah. Like Mickey D's does? I don't know about Mickey D's. I don't think fuck, they offer fuck, the twist fuck anymore. Mickey D's. Dude, I still I like a dairy country dairy or Dairy Queen. Ah, uh, there you go. Either or. I still the country like, dairy is a small one. Dairy Queen. I is still a chain, enjoy a vanilla cone from 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 McDonald's though. I don't think they offer a twist, though. Maybe I don't they think do. so. Maybe they do. I haven't had one for Yeah, I don't know. Like... I haven't asked for one in a long time. <laughs> what about you, Jay? What's your My favorite, favorite twist? My favorite twist, I have to go with Chubby Checker. Oh, come on, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do, do the, the twist. twist. Mm. Come on, baby. Yeah. Yep. Chubby Checker? Is that, yeah. the, is that Chubby really Checkers, the... yeah. Oh. Yeah, bro. The twist. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I got nothing to say. What's your right. favorite twist? Oh, you said the Cones. The Cones, yes, yes. Uh, or Twist and Shout, the um, the old Beatles track. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's not. I can't fucking stand it. What? Shut up. I don't like old Beatles. You're stupid. I, I know. Trust me. I get that. You, sh- you should die. <laughs> you, should, you should die. All right. Uh, so before we get into these top ten. You're uh, not going to ask me my favorite twist? Well, you already said it. Was oh, your... I did. Is that... Okay. Did you have another one? Yeah, the nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Just a nice little twist. A little, little twisty nippies. <laughs> a little tweak. Um, okay. So before we get into this. before we get into this. You get that. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. You done? Yeah. You done? Go ahead. Okay. Before we before we get into the uh, the top ten here, uh, it goes without saying that we're going to be giving away a lot of twists. All of the spoilers so from every movie this is we're talking probably about. Probably the most spoiler spoiler heavy episode we've done to date. Right. So um, if that's going to offend you in any way, kindly see yourself out the fucking door. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Otherwise, uh, strap on in. 
or strap one on. Not however, <laughs> however you roll. Twist one on. <laughs> twist one on. <laughs> oh, the old twist on, huh? All right. What a twist? It's like, it's like an old, old light bulb. You know, you got to twist it in place. <laughs> what oh, the fuck Lord. is going on? Okay. Okay, so uh, we're going to start. Uh, James and I have a list of 10. Jay has a couple that he's going to add in whenever he feels like he should. He's had a busy work week, so and yes. we, we also sprung this on we, him we did, today. We did. That's this is something talk, talk about a twist. Hey, Jay, guess what? We're changing everything, <laughs> and you have five hours to do it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he's so going to jump do... in when he's got to. Yes. Yeah, you, you're going to talk about yeah. You want to talk about something? About it? <laughs> you want to talk about it? Um, so, we have not seen each other's lists. Uh, chances are we're going to have a lot of dupes. Sure. I, I feel that I feel that that's going to happen, especially because we have the same taste in a lot of stuff. Nice saying dupes, too. That was cool. Dupes. <laughs> lots of dupes. Um, anyway. Did I, did uh, so I hear lots of dupes? I'm awake now. About to drop a dupe on you. <laughs> Let's drop some nuggets. All right. <laughs> All right, so in a twist, well, we're starting with number nine, actually. No, we're not. No, we're not. We're not. Okay. So number 10, what do you got? Number 10. Um, I, I'm starting off uh, a little weird. Yeah? I'm starting off with the king of twists. Mm-hmm. Well, M. Night Shyamalan. Ooh. But not the one that you're probably thinking of. Okay. Uh, my number 10 is The Village. Yeah. A lot of people don't like this movie. Uh, I am not one of those people. I'm I not either. I actually love The Village. In a, in a twist, I'm not either. My uh, my buddy Chris uh, from from over at that other website that I can't think of the movie sleuth movie sleuth yeah so yeah. I was arguing with him today because he hates this movie mm. because he's he's like he's all about like like if the, the 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 reason that the people left the real world is because they were sick of all of the the ills of the world killing their the killing their loved ones right. right. So then what they do is they go and live in the woods <clears throat> where literally eighty different things every day can kill them. Well, and but he there's... doesn't seem to think that that is a logical thing and it ruins the movie form i disagree oh wait like 80 different things as you're not talking so you're not talking about the monsters that they have created no he's talking about like the reason that they need the the medicine at the end oh yeah so let's let's remove ourselves from people getting shot some places so that we can just die of a common cold dysentery yeah exactly and he can't get over that i on the other hand love it i remember when i first saw this and uh the monster scared it didn't scare me, but it was really cool. Like, it was really I thought effective. It was a, I thought it was a cool design for the monster, The monster too. was really cool. The fact that Bryce Dallas Howard's character, uh, Ivy, the fact that she was blind, I thought was really super, super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of star power in this movie, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know when the last time that you saw it, but it is ridiculous how many people are in this movie. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it. Um, I'm going to look it up here. I don't have it pulled up. My internet is uh, is going. You should real. look up each one of your entries Abe, before you do it. Here goes Mike's internet. <laughs> and oh, if you so were I born any time after like recent. <laughs> what did you say? If, you, if you're younger than us, you probably don't know what that is. Oh, yeah, the, right? the, the dial-up <laughs> modem. That, that wasn't Skrillex. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could have been. So you have Bryce Dallas Howard, Joaquin Phoenix, Adrian Brody, William Hurt, Sigourney Weaver, um... Uh, Judy Greer, Michael Pitt, Jesse Eisenberg. I forgot it's that. It's uh, insane. I forgot Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, it? it is just crazy how many people are in this movie. Like, it's just, it's it's nuts. So get to the actual twist. Oh, yeah, the, the twist. So um, the twist is that somebody in the village gets sick, and the only person that they can send, because they don't want her seeing what's on the other side of the woods, because they don't let people in the woods. Right. She's blind. So they send her to go get medicine for somebody who's sick. And you think that she's going going to like another village, and it's Shyamalan, so you know something's coming. 
Um, but when she reaches the edge of the woods, it's it's like in like a national park, and there's just the real world out there. Right. And here you have these and the, people living the, mon- like, the monsters aren't real. It's literally just the elders who are trying to keep them in yes, the village, yeah. dressing up like monsters to yeah. scare people. You have like the people from the Oregon Trail living in the woods. Meanwhile, the rest of the 20th century is going on outside right. of the woods. And when you're watching it, the, the reason that's on my list is because I knew that there was going to be a twist, but I thought that it had to do with the monster mm-hmm. or, or, or had to do with something else. Like I, I, my mind never went to the fact that this wasn't a period piece. Right. You know? So that twist was, was awesome, and I loved it. You know what just occurred to me, though? They send the blind girl to go get medicine from the outside world or whatever. Why didn't just one of the elders go? One, there of, was the, a one of the people who knew where they were. There was a reason for it, and I forget what it was. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a long it, time, but... but regardless, the twist at the end of that movie... Yep, I loved sucked it. ...sucked me in. I thought it was great. So, uh, My number 10 is from a movie called Triangle. Oh. From 2009. Uh, uh, featuring oh, yeah. Melissa George. A movie we talked about on the podcasts uh, a little while back. Yeah, yep, exactly. Um, I love this movie. It's, it's kind of... It's got the... Uh, it, it it ends up having like the cyclical time like time hop time warp thing going on and uh throughout the entire movie there's a, a person uh, like a masked killer mm-hmm. who is trying like hunting down all these people on uh, a str- like a stranded um empty cruise liner, cruise cruise liner. liner. yep and these people end up on this cruise liner because their their boat gets capsized in a storm so they board this thing they're being chased by this masked person the entire time and then the big twist at the end, after all this terrible stuff happens, is you find out that the the main character played by Melissa George, mm-hmm. uh, Jess, Jess is caught in this time loop, and the person in the mask who's killing everybody is actually her. Yep. And it's the, a total mind fuck when oh, it happens. Absolute mind fuck. Like the first, like I had to, I had to really think it through the first time I saw. It. I was like, what? What's going on? Why is this happening? And then it, 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 she eventually gets off the ship, and there's like this amazing part where she goes up and she's, uh, she's running away from the killer. She gets up on this one level of the deck, and there's like 40 versions of her yes. just laying dead up there. And it's like, oh my God. Or this wait, wait it wasn't her, it was her friend. Was it her friend? I can't remember. Shit. No, I think it was her. Was it? I think it was her. I think so. But that was one of the most striking things I've ever seen. Just so creepy. Because the whole movie is not incredibly scary. No, it's just it's very just like suspenseful. It's just very yeah. twisty it's and like, suspenseful. Uh, it's like Inception. Inception's not a not a scary movie, but it's gripping and it's thrilling right. and it's like it's like holy shit, like it's a mind fuck movie. Yeah, exactly. And then when she finally gets out of this time loop, she goes back and she realizes that there's really no escape from it. Yep. Because she ends up having to like something happens at the beginning of the movie. It's a terrible tragedy. And she finds out that that tragedy is actually unavoidable. So she has to basically just continue yep. going through this time loop endlessly. <laughs> Welcome to hell. <laughs> <laughs> You're being tortured. <laughs> and it's, uh, man, it's amazing. I thought it was such a sleeper, too. It, no, it like, really you don't was. hear a, a lot ton of people, of people talk. It. Like, we just came across it on Netflix one day, and we're just like, we'll check yeah. this out. Yep. I, know you, it, I think you actually brought it to my attention. Yeah. I, that, I'd never yeah, heard that it before. Be, man, it, just, yeah. it was so good. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, that's my number 10. I'm going to throw a 10 out here right All now right, because right. it's one of those movies where like, I don't know. I feel like I'm listening to Nickelback when I watch it, but it's like, <laughs> it, it's like that and you, you'll understand why. So 
it, it, do you guys remember Val Venus from wrestling? Yes. Of and you know how his quote went, Hello, Hello ladies. <laughs> well, this one goes, He was the porn star wrestler. <laughs> yeah. But this one goes, Hello, Sydney. Oh. Right? Hello. Hello, Sydney. So the, I feel like I'm listening to Nickelback with this movie. It's Scream, if you haven't picked up on it, by the way. Uh-huh. I don't know it, that I agree with your assessment of listening to Nickelback <laughs> with Scream. It's. It's it's looking at the time in its time it was it was prime in its time. Yeah. Right now looking back on it, it's kind of like there was so many of these cliche. It was it was the first of like teen movies to be a teen. Yeah, but it movie, like you know it, it was like, like redefined it though. Like it was it took slashers. Like slashers were dead at that point, and it revitalized the entire like slash. Yes, it did start the I know what you did last summer's and the oh. and the 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 I know what. James yeah. did last winter, and you See, know. <laughs> I'm 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 glad to hear you say this because in, this is kind of a twist on your part because uh, for a while you didn't really understand why this movie was so revolutionary. No, I didn't, and then I I watched it again and again and again, and I get it now. Like I've right. seen it a bunch since we've talked about yeah. it since, um, and, I, and I adore the movie now. Mm-hmm. I I think that when I originally I'd only seen it like the one time, mm-hmm. and I think that's why I just never really got it. Like when I saw it, it didn't click with me the way that it clicked with everybody else. Right. So it was subsequent viewings that really brought me around to for it. For sure. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, I've seen it for quite a few times. I've, it's so, been a few um, years. But what is I've the twist? It. So explain the twist so here, Jim. in this one, so we have uh, throughout the movie, you you think you know who the killer is. Spoilers. Just kidding. You guys know there's spoilers. So Sydney's <laughs> Sydney's boyfriend Billy. Uh, you suspect that he's going to be the killer throughout the movie. In this. Mm-hmm. Oh, Billy! Um, <laughs> there's just there's all the signs. Well, there's you, all, but there's you, also you, the idea that maybe Cotton Weary is possibly still involved. Sh- sure, but um, and but eventually well, you get more of these hints that you're like, okay, it's got to be this guy, or right. it's got to be this guy, right? And then so at the end it ends up being two people. It was him and his friend. Uh, was it Stu? Stu. Yeah. Stu. Yes. Um, and then he ends up dying too. Yes. Yeah. Well. Yeah. They all but, die. But you don't expect but, there to be two, two yeah. killers like yeah, that. Yeah. That, 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 re- that reveal at the end. Well, because, and that that's what was so brilliant about Scream Two is it was it was following all of the rules of a normal. Wait, teen... Scream Two. I thought we were talking about. The Shut first up. One. <laughs> Scream also. Uh, <laughs> it was that it was following all the normal rules of a teen ensemble slasher. But it was self-aware. Yes. Like you had, you had uh, Jamie Kennedy's character actually explaining the rules, like never leave a room and say "I'll be right back." It's like, or, hey, you don't, know, all your don't have, horror- don't have sex, don't do drugs, don't drink alcohol, like, because those are the people who die first. Yeah, you know how all your favorite horror movies have these rules. Guess what? We're throwing them all at the fucking window, right? And we're gonna t- we're gonna well, ruin you know, them you, by talking about them, right? But you don't throw them out the window because that's actually how people are dispatched in the movie by those rules, mm-hmm. and so. Sydney ends up having sex with Billy toward the end, and you think, well, you done, you done it now, you done fucked up, because you just lost your virginity, and then you think that the whole time that it's probably Billy, but then Ghostface comes in and murders him. But then there's the big reveal at the end where he's got yeah, corn syrup and yep. he licks it <laughs> off his fingers, but then she comes running around the corner and Stu's standing there and she thinks that's her saving grace. Sure, right. And he reveals that he's also a killer. It was amazing. Yeah, it, it was a total mind fuck. Absolutely. Um, before we get into our number nines, um, you want to twist me up something twisty? Yeah, right there. Thanks, twister. That's <laughs> <laughs> something I'm going to have some little <laughs> twister. All right, so uh, that was my nine. version of speed rap, by the way. Oh, that was it. Yes. Yeah, nice, nice. nice. All right, so moving on to number nine. <laughs> Sounds like you're doing kind of lingus. 
Oh, <laughs> Lord. Speaking of the microphone. <laughs> All right. Um, so my number nine is a little movie that I'm not sure that very many people have heard of. I don't think that you've probably ever heard of it. Okay. Uh, it's a movie called uh, Triangle. Ah, <laughs> oh, come on. We're already there. All right. So my mine was Triangle for the exact same thing of, you know, you, you she's... She's trying to get off this boat, and then suddenly that that twist happens, and it's like so. We, like we said, it's it's an absolute mind fuck. So that is why that is my number nine. All right, my number nine is a Spanish film called The Orphanage. Have you Ooh, ever seen it? I have. This movie uh, makes me sad, very very sad. Like um, so sad, like you're listening to Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> you look so much cuter. So this so this family moves into an old. Uh, orphanage mm-hmm. just this massive building and this uh, the woman I can't man I can't remember her name uh, Laura she has a son named Simon or mm-hmm. Simone I think yep. she pronounces it in Spanish and um, he ends up going missing and he, he like keeps on asking her to play like come play with me blah blah yep. blah and he's just a little kid who wants to have fun in his new living quarters but she's busy doing other things and so she sends Simone off to play by himself, and then he ends up going missing. And so she spends the rest of the movie trying to find him. She even goes, and, and then like weird things start to happen, like uh, like that kind of look like a haunting. And she even brings in a team of like paranormal uh, investigators mm-hmm. and a medium to try and find. And this movie's got some of the like the most tense like amazing it really does, yeah. just creepy so like the kind of the kind of scenes like the scene with the medium makes your skin crawl because mm-hmm. she starts hearing things that are just so terrifying and the big twist at the end of this movie is she's she's been hearing these knocking sounds coming from like all different parts of the house throughout the entire movie and she finally realizes that there's a door, like there's a closet and then there's another door in the back of this closet that leads down into a cellar. Mm-hmm. And when she goes down there, she finds her son wrapped up in a blanket and she's like, she thinks he's dead at first. And she goes and she like flips him over and he, he looks at her and he's like, mom, I want you to stay with me. I want you to play. And she's like, Oh my God, I found my son finally. And then she goes to walk upstairs and she still thinks that the house is haunted, so she hears all these like terrible noises coming down the stairs, and she tells Simon Simone to just close his eyes and pretend like you can't hear him, and she yeah. closes her eyes, and then all of a sudden she opens her eyes because the noises stop, and the blanket that he was wrapped in just sort of falls out of her arms and to the floor, and it turns out that Simon <clears throat> is dead, mm-hmm. and the noises that she was hearing throughout the movie were actually him like pounding on that inner door of the cellar trying to get out yep oh god tragic it was so awful just such a bummer ending of a movie why just because of just dead kids well yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) yes that whole that whole issue so yeah that's my that's my number nine it was a great movie yeah another i think we talked about uh, this one very atmospheric i I loved it i believe we talked about that one actually in another earlier episode did we i'm I'm pre i know that we watched it together No, we talked about the awakening which was it was a similar. It was very similar yes, in a, yes. there was a woman who was a paranormal investigator who went to uh, yes, like an old children's hospital or something like that, or it might have even been an orphanage. Same yeah. kind of deal though. Yeah, like there you're was right. some some it was kind still of haunting. Active, though. It was still active. Yeah, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. 
So, so yeah, um, that's my number nine. Jay, you got anything for nine? Not for nine. I'm All right. Save it. All right. Let's All right. Save it. So moving on to number eight. Um, this one is, this one's on here. Um, more out of the fact that it had to be on my list. It, it's not one of my personal favorites. I love the movie, mm-hmm. but I feel like it had to be on this list and not for the reason that most people would probably put it on the list. Okay. But my number eight is Psycho. All right. The reason is it's not because, you know, Norman Bates ends up being the killer and his mother's dead and this and that. That's not the twist. Mm-hmm. The twist is that Janet Lee dies in the first act of the film. Yeah. That's the tw- that to me is more the twist than the Norman Bates stuff at the end. Because they set her up to be the heroine. This huge star. It'd be like I mean it's like the first 45 minutes less of the movie that. or it's something like that. I think it's less it? than that. It's like the first half an hour. Oh, right? it, yeah. or, or even less than that. I, right. I forget exactly what the timestamp is. But yeah, no, she uh she like runs away and she <clears> stays <throat> in this hotel and you think that she's they're they're doing this character building and then it's that the famous psycho <laughs> You know, it's the famous scene, and that's it. It's yeah. it, it would be like today, um, having a movie that's all built up, starring you know, a psychic, starring Jessica Alba, and it's like the, her, she's huge on the marquee, and this and that, and blah blah blah, and she gets e- gets eats killed in the first ten minutes. Yeah, yeah it's like, it's like they're, they're 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 just showing her character, and the, a breaking happens, and she's dead. And I like. L- I love when they do that kind oh, of so stuff in I. movies. It's like, cause like it, a lot of people get mad about it. It's like, dude, that's, that what, misdirect that's what you're is, looking for, man. The the misdirect of, of having a marquee star like that and somebody that is so huge mm-hmm. just eat shit that yep. early in the movie is is classic cinema. Like it's classic filmmaking. It it, it pulls you in. It's that that misdirect and it's and it's the kind of twist that will get you every single time. Because you'll never see it coming. Right. Well, I still think the the sh- the quickest one for that to happen was still probably the other guys. Not horror, yeah, but yeah, yeah. you got Samuel L. Jackson and The Rock, and they're, yeah. they're on like that, that. I think they're on the cover art of the other thing, or at least their name is on there. Yeah, they were and, definitely and, and, and they're like, like they're built to be these huge rock stars, the police officers, and they're chasing after these guys. They go aim for the bushes and they <laughs> jump <laughs> off this fifteen-story really building and die within uh-huh. the first like, <laughs> two or three minutes of the film. Yeah. They set those characters up to be the ones that you think Will Ferrell and Marky. Mark are going to be up against. Like that's sure, how right. they set that up, and then dead. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's exactly what it is, mm-hmm. and it, and it and again, you'll never not, you'll never expect it. Right. And it it's just perfect, works. and it's great. Absolutely. So, Psycho is my number eight. Not to mention, I not to mention the twist at the end. Still amazing. Sure, sure. I just think that the two twists, two twists. <laughs> what? What a twist twist. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. I just, I just think that one's more so more important than the later one. Right. All right, uh, number eight. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I would be remiss if I didn't also throw in a M Night Shyamalan movie, Ooh. and I'm going to go with the obvious one on this one, uh, The Sixth Sense, which was, I mean, there's not too much to say about this one. Everybody's seen this movie. Everybody knows. It's like, it's one of those movies where you can rewatch it if you want to, but after you've seen it once, I guess the 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 rewatch value in Sixth Sense is. Going back and looking for the clues. That's actually the reason... That's one of the really fun parts. That's actually the reason I didn't put it on my list. Is because once you watch that movie once, mm-hmm. that movie is dead. Like, there, you know... Now, granted... Literally. Yes, there, nah. uh, like, yes, it is fun to go back and watch the movie and look for clues. But in doing so, I'm no longer watching the movie. Right. 
you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm looking at the movie. Yeah. I'm not watching you're looking, it. You're, you're hunting at that yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. So which, that, which I would think is right up your alley since no, you're like so into national treasure and stuff. It is, and I enjoy doing that. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's, just, it's just that, like, even with The Village, I can still watch that movie. Mm-hmm. And the the world that they built those characters in, I just love. So right. I can watch that movie and still and still like it for what it is. When I watch something like The Sixth Sense, though, it just, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know. I, I love the movie. Don't get me wrong, but it's not one that I can put on and watch all the time. It's why I left it off my list. Yeah, I think that's one for me. That's one of those ones that, like, if I'm flipping through the TV stations and I find it on, I go, oh, I'll watch this. Sure. But I don't sit down just to rewatch it again. Yeah, exactly, so, exactly. We were young when it came out. Like, what were we? Probably maybe around middle school, ten years uh, old. What, what year was it? Sixth Sense. Yeah, this was in 1999. So we were oh, yeah, so four, fourteen when, when it yeah, came out. Right. Um, so if you don't know, uh, you shouldn't really be listening to this because major spoilers, but... And also, you're clearly not a fan of cinema. Because <laughs> who, who hasn't seen The Sixth Sense? So, uh, Haley Joel Osment's character, which I need to leave my face. shit popped Tiny up. little face. <laughs> He's just showing me a picture of Haley Joel Osment now. Beard, though. I didn't his, know he had that huge beard yeah, now. Yeah, he, he has a huge beard now, but, like, his head is fucking humongous and his face is tiny i think that's why he grew the beard because his head kind of widened out as he got older but at, his all at of his least features your face in the same place. fits your head yeah well i mean he still looks like that little entirely. six-year-old kid so he does yeah so i mean if you haven't seen it bruce willis uh plays malcolm crow Haley joel osmond plays cole sear sear get it sear ah. like, a, like a sear like a steak yeah sure <laughs> uh tony collette plays lynn sear um but the the big twist in this movie is uh, um, Bruce Willis plays a child psychologist mm-hmm. who kind of takes takes on the task of dealing with this kid who claims to see dead people, mm-hmm. and then of course all sorts of creepy stuff starts happening with Bruce Willis. He starts seeing weird shit as well, and then right toward the end of the movie, you find out Bruce Willis was dead all along. Yeah. Which you know, people He's, people yeah. just shout that now, and it's like, oh, he was dead all along, you know. But it, but like I said, at the one time of my... when that came out, oh, that, dude, it yeah, was, it was monumental. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what that's why I don't really understand the hate for M Night Shyamalan because, like, he became synonymous Shyamalan with ding dong, ding dong. Like uh, he came, yeah. he became synonymous with always throwing in these crazy twists. And but why is that a bad thing? If he can throw you for a loop, why is that a bad thing? Mm-hmm. And his, and his movies, I don't know. I tend to like them. I haven't seen all of them, but the ones that I have seen, I liked. So Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. They do a little flash flashback to where like he's talking to his wife in a restaurant, and she's. It just seems like she's being very cold to him. Like maybe they're no longer in love, but it happens to be that she's actually just sitting there by herself, mm-hmm. and he's a ghost trying to talk to her. And it's cool because like if you go back and you you look for a certain. It's like every time there's the color red in the movie, that kind of uh, tips off the fact that there's a ghost. Yeah. And every single scene that Bruce Willis is in, there's something red. Yeah. And it's because he is also a ghost, uh-huh. which is very cool. Wasn't uh, Donnie Wahlberg the, the guy in the beginning? Yeah, he was creepy, too. He uh, he was, like, huge. He was, like, fat. M- M- he, like, no, he no, no, he's very skinny. No, M-, M. Night Shyamalan said he'd lost, like, 40 That's what pounds it was. I knew to it was, play the role. It was one extreme to the other. I forgot which one it was. I think that yeah. was the first time. Like, the first time I ever saw it, it didn't click with me that that was Donnie Wahlberg from mm-hmm. 
new kids on the block from Wahlburgers. From Wahlburgers. From <laughs> Mark Wahlberg's brother. <laughs> and when I when I when I finally realized that that was the dude from New Kids on the Block, I was like, "Holy shit, man! This guy's mm-hmm. got some chops." Because, oh, yeah. and he's gone he's gone on to have a pretty damn decent acting career. I think he's good. I think he's. A I dude. mean, he's no Mark Wahlberg. I, I mean, is anything? No. You see those pecs? Say hello to your mother for me. Hey, hey, what's up, Johnny? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's my. Oh, oh, there, oh, it is. there it is. That's my number. Yeah, that was eight. also one of mine as well. So oh, good choice. It? Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, number seven, All Michael. Right. Number seven. Uh, so this is a movie that I did not see when it first came out. Uh, I w- I didn't see it until it came out on home video. Home video. Ooh, home video. I believe it was a disc. But uh, the movie is Shutter Island. Uh, which I fucking love this yep, movie. Great movie. Um, I don't watch it all the time only yeah. because I don't want it to have the same effect that Sixth Sense has. All right. You know what I'm saying? So I can put it on and still watch it. Doesn't matter about the twist, you know, whatsoever. Yeah, right. Uh, the twist is basically Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio plays a guy named Teddy Daniels, and uh, he's in. Uh, he he shows up at this this prison. And he's there trying to figure out the the mystery that is going on mm-hmm. in, in the prison, and so the whole movie is basically it's like a whodunit, sort of like sort of a whodunit, like yeah. him asking questions and putting clues together. Yeah, it's just and interviewing a basic people. mystery thriller yeah. kind of with a little bit of horror element thrown in there. Oh sure, lots of dark, yeah. lots of dark elements in it. Um, and you come to the twist is that you come to find <laughs> out at the very end that all of his doctors have been playing along with him the entire time, and his delusion. It's his delusion, and they thought that by letting him play through his delusion, he might be cured. Mm-hmm. But he's actually an inmate in this asylum mm. and nothing is real. Right. But there's also a double twist because at the very, very end, he's having a conversation with a guy sitting on the steps mm-hmm. and you don't know whether or not that was real or not. So <laughs> there's like a double twist, sort of like an inception. Like there's a double twist. Right, there's right. the main twist. And then there's the, there's the, the secondary twist that leaves you even more fucking guessing. Mm-hmm. Like, and it, it was just awesome. I remember, like I said, I didn't see it when it first came out. And everybody talked about it. And luckily, the twist was not um, uh, spoiled for me. Yeah. And so I finally watched it. And I go, yeah, this movie's good. I don't get why. Oh, my God. Oh, like, geez. Like it was one of those <laughs> It was one of those twists. I just didn't see it coming. Because mm-hmm. uh, they did such a good job with the rest of the movie. And uh, for that, that is my number seven. All right. Well, uh, my number seven is a little Hitchcockian film known as Psycho. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, basically, everything that Mike already said for now, Psycho, except what, for I'll focus more on the, the, the end, since you that, already did the... Is that what your one was for, though? Like, were you more end, or were you more gently? Mine was more the end, yeah. Okay, good. So, because I remember the first time I ever saw Psycho, and so, if you don't know, uh, Norman Bates is this weirdo who runs the Bates Motel, mm-hmm. and he's got a very overbearing mother who's always just kind of breathing down his throat about everything, and he's trying to deal... He's a, he's a man-child, basically basically. Yeah. And uh, and he's he's got this creepy obsession with Janet Lee when she comes to stay there. She's peeking at her through a hole in the wall and she ends up getting offed by the mother. And uh and then you know, like everything from there on out happens. There's mm-hmm. a, uh, the guy comes to investigate to find out what happened to Janet Lee's character and then the whole thing finally comes to a head where uh, they go down into the cellar of the hotel, and they the and cellar. and they think that uh, Mrs. Bates is sitting there, 
in this chair and they go to spin her around and it's just the a, greatest skeleton ever. Yeah, <laughs> just a dead body, an old withered skeleton sitting there, and then all of a sudden, it's just just an old bitch. Norm, and then Nor- Norman Bates comes. Po- there was just something so like so shocking about his face when he pops out from the, that doorway. Mm-hmm. He pops out from the doorway dressed as his mother with the butcher knife in hand. So it turns out he was actually the murderer from the from the uh from Janet Lee's kill. Yep. yep. And uh and then they they uh get him pinned and obviously he's going to prison for the rest yeah. of his life. But man or, yeah, or, like or f- at least until the sequel. Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or at least until Vince Vaughn took up the mantle. I don't know. No, he uh, was uh, he was in all the sequels. He was in Was two, he in all the he sequels? He was in two, three, I believe, and four. Oh, okay. That could be a correction, but two and three for sure, yeah. But yeah, no, I thought oh, man, I thought uh First time I ever saw it, it just blew my mind. Yeah, yeah it was. I yeah. There's, there, you could go on about that movie forever. Yeah, it's almost, we could do a whole. We could start a podcast just about Psycho. <laughs> hey, you want to start a podcast? Let's do it. All right. This one sucks, so yeah, we might does. as well. <laughs> All right, number six. So number six, I'm traveling off the horror train. Uh oh. But it is still in the sci-fi fantasy train. Okay. So my number six. Uh, to round out my bottom five is pro- was probably one of the most important um, twists like in like not not in cinema history but at that time you could not escape it and that is this tiny little film called The Empire Strikes Back. Oh, you're going way off the horror train. But the Luke I am your father scene was one of the biggest twists in like genre of fantasy, like it was. You just misquoted that. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You, I, you never knew who your father was. I am your father. Does it, he says no? I no, am yeah, your father. No, I am your father. You're right. You it's a very common bastard. misquote. Shut up. Yeah. But that that scene though was mind like, blowing. Like, yeah. Mind blowing to people mm-hmm. back then. Uh, mind blowing to me when I was a kid and I saw it. Like it had that same effect on me watching it on grainy VHS. Well, the first twist that we taped off of HBO. You the know? first like, twist that got everybody was that Darth Vader was white. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. Oh wait, no, that that's came at the end. That's sorry, at the end. that came. That's yeah, Jedi. that came. In. That was the. That was. That's the double twist. That was the double twist. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but yeah, that that scene though at the very end of Empire where Luke gets his hand cut off, Vader tells him that he's his father. No. <laughs> uh, it's just great cinema, man. Uh-huh. And like I said, it, it's not horror, but it's, it's definitely genre. It's definitely still fantasy, yeah. sci-fi, like so. Sure. So I put it on the list because I feel like it needs to be on the list. That's fair. And as a as a as a youngling, as a as a as a as a changeling, as a as a padawan of the <laughs> the Jedi arts, I um I, I couldn't not put it on there. Yep, that's uh, that's fair. All right, uh, number six, is that six? what we're doing? Six? Uh, no, my number six is from 2005. It's called The Descent. Oh. Uh, I love everything about this movie. As do I. Uh, I think it's I think it's an amazing movie. Ton- like, I've seen it a ton of times. This, uh-huh. this movie's just got crazy rewatch, rewatch value for me. It's scary. There's great kills. Lots of, lots of gore, but not in a, like, ridiculous over-the-top way. Just, like, in a very real like we're in a cave being murdered by these weird things kind of way yeah and uh the the big twist at the end is what i'm talking about yes so uh sarah played by shauna mcdonald she finally she she goes through this entire harrowing experience 
she, uh, she she finally gets to this giant pile of bones, which is just the gnarliest thing ever. Like it's the it, visual of that is the insane. visual is crazy, and then the thought that it conjures that these things go out at night and they hunt, and they're really good at it. And now they've got this f- pile of bones that is literally like fifty feet high. It's just mm-hmm. so creepy, and she ends up climbing that pile of bones at the end like she's been running through these things running from these things for the entire movie all of her friends are dead uh she accidentally kills one of them mm-hmm. didn't was she the one that killed Juno mm, no I Juno Juno accidentally killed one of the other girls oh yeah and that's lied right about it. yeah and you're right one of the other girls saw it happen and then yeah yeah okay yeah <laughs> first many times I've seen this you'd think I would know this but I I uh you know I get mixed up so she finally climbs this pile of bones toward the end, and there's just this big, like, uh, triumphant moment where she bursts through into the sunlight, and she comes just, like, screaming out of this hole in the ground. She makes it back to her car, and she's driving off, and then uh, in both cuts, does she see Juno next to her in the no. car? No. I don't believe so. Okay. Well, so she, uh, she, oh, oh no, the one, the one that I'm thinking of is she gets back to her, like they're having a birthday party for her daughter and her and her daughter kind of come face to face over her daughter's birthday cake. And then all of a sudden it cuts, like everything goes dark around her and you still see the flickering of the candles on her face. Mm -hmm. But then all of a sudden you realize that the flickering that you're seeing is her torch Mm -hmm. and it's burning out, slowly burning out. And she's still in the cave. having this delusion in this cave where she thinks she's <clears throat> sitting face to face with her poor daughter, mm-hmm. who's about to lose her mom. And you just see, uh, it does like this crazy wide shot that like comes comes out from the center and just moves out through the entire cave system. And you see all these uh, creatures converging on her all at the same time. Mm-hmm. So that was a big twist. Yep. I thought it was amazing. So the ironic part about that movie is that that twist. Uh, almost didn't happen unless people, you know, because that was two different. There's two different cuts well, in the movie. There was the test- American cut and there was the international cut. Right. The international cut got the downer ending. Mm-hmm. The American cut got the ending where she survives. Why? What? What is it about us as Americans? Why do we always have to have a happy ending? Because we're soft. Huh? We're soft. We're so soft. We're so soft. <sighs> Pricks. <laughs> The downer ending is it's a bummer, but it's like the so far superior ending. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So so that is my number six. All right. Uh, brings us to the top five already. Top five, baby. Top five. All right. So my uh, my top five starts off a little something like this. A little movie that came out uh, just a year or so ago. I think it was 2017. Yeah, it was 2017. A little film called Get Out. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, that one. Oh. That, that, that little thing. Never heard of it. So... <laughs> The, uh, there's a lot of twists in this movie. The one, though, that got me the most, uh, because you could always tell that there was something going on with the family, which mm-hmm. I always thought. But the big twist to me was Rose's character. I did not think that Rose was in on it with the rest of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that this was going to be news to her as well. And then she drops that foot. Drops and the hammer. Drops the hammer, and she is... Just a cunt. And then you find out <laughs> you find out she's a milk sipper and she's pure <laughs> yes, and she's right? pure evil. You, explain to them what the milk sipper is. <laughs> uh explain to them why I don't like it or explain mm-hmm. what she's doing. 
both. Both. Uh, so, in <laughs> well, first of all, I, I'm, I feel very strongly about how milk is supposed to be consumed, and it's supposed with to be... With a spoon! With a spoon. <laughs> a fork, actually. I prefer the fork. No, milk is a beverage that's meant to be chugged. Cold, ice cold, and chugged. Like, ap- preferably after dipping 12 to 15 Oreos in it. Uh... People who sip milk are weird, and I will never, <laughs> I will never let up on that fact. Uh, and then you find out at the end, after Rose has kind of gone bad, you see her sitting in her bedroom, Indian style, on her bed, eating single Fruit Loops and taking a tiny little sip of milk through a straw after each one. And I wanted her to die, mm-hmm. and that was it. <laughs> So it's funny that scene. A lot of people made a big deal out of that because she's eating Fruit Loops, which are colors. Oh yeah. And though milk, which is white, and a lot of people took that as separating coloreds from the white. Right. Um, can I say that like that? It's made. It's it's, it's made. It's it's, it's, it's what not... it's what people said. Yes, yes, on, yeah. She, yeah. She Apparently, was... that was not that was not a choice. It wasn't intentional. It was literally it... just to make you feel uncomfortable because she's eating cereal weird. That's right. it. But it ended up, I mean, like, for, for people to pick up on that, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, I, well, I mean, it's it's kind of right in your face how right. they, how he didn't see it. Yeah. With everything else in this movie, like, racially motivated going on in this movie, mm-hmm. it's crazy that he didn't even see that. Yep. But um, that just shows that people are... Good, perceptive? I, per, sure, yeah, perceptive. <laughs> so the reason, the reason, though, that I love this scene so much and the reason that it got me is almost not even... Uh, Alison Williams' portrayal of Rose in that situation. Mm-hmm. It's it's him. It's the boyfriend. Oh, uh, Chris? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, played by Daniel Kaluuya. Uh, it's, it, he's so manic in that situation. Mm-hmm. And you're like, he's like, Rose, got the keys! Got the keys! Like, you're so sucked into it because you know this family is crazy. And she legitimately... But then he slowly, he goes from being really excited like that to, like... He starts to question her. He's like, "Get the rose, or get the keys, Rose." Yeah, Rose, Rose, get the key. Yeah. And he's, it's like he's starting to click with and him. And then she, you know? and then, and then she just stops, and she pulls him out. And Sorry, they're babe. there the entire time, and it's Sorry, just like, baby, oh. no, I can't do that." It's like, like, oh, oh my god, you. like, like that, just, and that just turns everything on its head. Cause I really, really did think that she wasn't in on it. Like it was like her family thing. Like it was mm-hmm. her, obviously. The whole thing was fucking weird. I just, I don't know. I, I didn't see it coming, and and that was one of the more recent twists that really, that really got me, uh, yeah. in watching. So maybe, maybe it wouldn't be as high on some people's list, but for me, it was, it was super, super effective. A okay. All right. Yep, I, I will agree with that one. Uh, number five. Number five. My number five is, actually, from a movie that we were supposed to watch for this week. Oh. Uh, in our Alexandra, Alexandre Aha, <laughs> um. A director spotlight. It's high tension. Oh, you mean this movie had an aha moment? It did have an aha <laughs> moment. Um, high tension from uh, 2003. It's a French film, also called Haute Tension. Mm-hmm. Is that how you say that in French? It's also quite called. Um, in Italy, it's called My Chainsaw's Bird's Eye Under the Glass Rose <laughs> Particular. <laughs> That's that's actually accurate. That's what it's called in Italian. In, in, in Italian. Uh, it's actually it's it's called uh, in other pla- it's called Switchblade Romance. Oh, in a few places. Interesting. Like in Sweden and the United Kingdom, oh, it's called Sweden. Switchblade Romance. In Sweden, we call that Switchblade Romance. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so this movie is awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm looking forward to watching it again for mm-hmm. next week. Uh, so. If you haven't seen it and you're going to come back and listen to us talk about it 
next week. If you don't want the spoiler right now and you'd rather have the spoiler next week, then just skip this part. But um, High Tension is about a girl who takes her friend home to her parents' house uh, to spend a weekend there. They're, they're on a break from college, and they go back to spend a, a lovely holiday there. And all of a sudden, this stranger in the night comes knocking on the door and for no apparent reason whatsoever just starts murdering everybody. And the, uh, the, the two main characters, the, the two girls who are home for holiday, it's uh, uh, Marie and Alexia. Mm -hmm. And Marie, who is the friend home with Alexia sees this guy break in and start killing people and she 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 makes a lot of smart moves like early on in the movie to kind of cover up the fact that she is there in the house mm -hmm. like she went into her room she laid on the bed so the bed was rustled she went and washed her face in the sink so there was like a little bit of moisture underneath yep. the faucet so she runs around after she sees this guy break in and she starts kind of covering up her tracks she like stows away her suitcase she makes the bed make sure it looks perfect she goes and she takes a towel which who would think of this she goes and takes a towel and dabs underneath the faucet to make sure that uh he can't like feel the moisture there yeah, and yep. feel that the faucet has been used so you're really thinking like wow this chick is really thinking ahead you know what i mean mm -hmm. and just a bunch of carnage in the house and then uh, they eventually make it out of the house and they've escaped and they make it down the road to like a, a truck stop where a bunch of other high tension stuff happens. And eventually they're out in the woods just like running from this horrible killer who seems to be killing with no apparent reason whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And then she finally makes it back to her friend Alexia and she's trying to like comfort her and just say, "Oh my, like we we made it. We're okay. We we're away from him. We're gonna just continue." And Alexia starts like shoving her away, saying, "Don't touch me. What the hell are you doing?" And then you start to flash back through the movie, and every time you see the killer, it's replaced with Marie, mm -hmm. and you find out that the killer this whole time has actually been Marie, yep. and she's completely obsessed with Alexia, and so she ends up chasing her through the woods trying to kill her and then she finally gets to her alexia ends up stabbing marie and it leads to one of the best ending scenes the car uh, no uh, not the car the, the car is my favorite part of the movie oh the car when she hands when, down with a cement saw oh, oh my yeah. god the cement saw is one of the coolest gnarliest uh weapons i've ever seen in a movie and it and they do it so well too like there's i feel like we forgot about the cement saw when we did our our top 10 weapons episode I feel like uh, we forgot about it. I think it was in there. Was it? I think so. I think it was. I it. think it was one of mine, because um, she she jams it through the window. Well, it's oh, at, so at this point you still think it's the, the killer, right? Yeah, I can't um, remember. Yes, I believe at that point you still think it's the killer. And she jams it through the the windshield of this of this car, and the guy in the car is trying desperately to get away from this thing, but he can only recline his seat so far. So it finally gets to, and this is the worst for me, it finally gets to his sternum and just slowly starts chopping away at his sternum. And she just like slowly pushes this thing through him. Yeah, it's great. And then the ending scene in the insane asylum, it's got a jump scare right at the end that you never see coming. Yep. And it's, and it's like not even, it's not even a threat in any way. Because she's locked up, like she's cuffed to the bed, she can't possibly get to Alexia. Mm -hmm. But just what she does, yeah, and like almost this. Uh, don't ruin it. 
Don't ruin it. It's just like this moment of intuition that she has. Like she can almost feel Alexia's presence, and then mm-hmm. she does something, which I will talk about next week when yeah. we do our director spotlight. And it's just such an awesome way to end the movie. But the big twist about uh, Marie being the the killer is just awesome. Yeah, I I would have put this on my list, and I thought about it. Um, I remember though, as much as I love this movie. I remember that the twist not making a whole lot of sense because there's a lot of stuff that that the girls do that for the character to just be in her head, they wouldn't have been able to do the things that they did. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff, and that's not isn't just my this is not just my thought. There's a lot of people that say the same thing. Yeah. And the way that it's explained is just that, well, well, she's crazy. So Marie is so delusional that like things the way that she right. sees it and this and that. And I go, that's a cop out though. Like I feel as though that's an easy way out to explain that you just did a bunch of stuff because it looked cool. Not really. I mean, well, yeah, that could be, but if you think about it, you you hear these real life stories about like paranoid schizophrenics and stuff who they see they see people walking through their house and they see like men in black standing outside their window spying on them and stuff. Like how do they remember that? Don't they flashy thing them? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we'll get into it next week just know that I love the twist in this movie I thought it was really awesome you got anything Jay you want to jump in uh, pick it up. I'm, I'm saving mine. It's a good okay. one. All right, okay. Cool. Okay. You got one All right, more then? So, uh, I got one more. All right. So number three. Number trace. Um, no, four. Number four. Oh, four. I'm sorry. Number four. Yeah. I feel as though we're going to have two very similar mm-hmm. top twos is, 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 what I'm, is what I'm getting here. I don't know what Jay's got in the, in the, in the chamber, but. I feel as though I know me and you are going to have some I, very similar. I do twos. have a couple of uh, honorable mentions that we can throw in at okay. some point too. So, uh, um, but go ahead with your number four. Yeah. Okay. So my number four uh, is a movie called Frailty. Oh, which, nice. Which has one of the greatest twist endings. It's the horror equivalent of the Usual Suspects. And yeah. The Usual Suspects has one of the greatest twist endings um, of all in ex- time in existence. Yeah. Um, who is Geyser Sosa? Um, <laughs> this is a good pick. I didn't even think about Frailty. Yeah, this is uh, so, a really good so pick, though. Frailty, we did an episode on this, so if you want to hear it, go back to it. But uh, Frailty is the story of uh, of, a, of a father who basically gets spoken to by God, mm-hmm. uh, and God gives him a list of people to kill. A list basically, of, a list of in- instruments of death that he's supposed to attain, which include an axe and a and a yep. pair of gloves and a lead pipe. Yep, and he and he's a single father, so he's he's raising his kids, and he's bringing his kids in on this thing because this is coming from God. He his kids need to be a part of this. Right. Um, and one of the kids uh, doesn't want to do it. The other kid is very is, is all about it. Mm-hmm. And um, so you have Matthew McConaughey. Uh, grown-up version of Matthew McConaughey, basically coming in to a police officer's um, office saying, I know who the killer is. It's my brother. Played by Powers Booth. Rest Played in by peace. Powers Booth. So he's telling the story. He goes, I know it's my brother because this was our childhood. You know, my brother was... My brother was my dad's best friend. Like, mm-hmm. like my dad imparted all this onto him, and this and that, and blah blah blah. Well, it's like he, and he, he tells the, he, he tells him that he his brother was kind of dad's favorite because he could see the demons. The demons. Yes. Right. So he goes all he goes on and on and on about this, telling the story, and then the twist comes at the end, and it comes out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. It hits you like a baseball bat. Hits you like a shovel, actually. Like a shovel to the face. Uh, and it turns out that. 
he's not talking about his brother. His brother's dead. He's the killer. Mm -hmm. And the whole story that he's been saying, it just flip-flopped the two brothers and that's it. So and good. it's just like you, you, you it, the, the twist happens and you're just like, Oh, <laughs> what a twist. <laughs> like you it, it just, like I said, it comes out of nowhere and you just don't see it coming. And mm -hmm. the story is so good that he's telling. And Matthew McConaughey is such a suave motherfucker that the way that he is describing the story, you just get sucked into it. Yeah. And like you never in a million years see it coming. You just don't see it coming. Well, and not to mention, so I first of all, I love the name that they give the killer in this movie is the God's Hand Killer. Mm -hmm. That's like so gnarly. And um and also a big twist is not only is Matthew McConaughey and we didn't even mention Bill Paxton plays yeah, Bill the dad, Paxton's which is dad, amazing. Yep. Um, we didn't even, uh, uh, the, one of the big twists is that Rest Matthew, Mc, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, poor, Matthew McConaughey, poor, poor twisted T out for your dad. <laughs> <homie>. <laughs> one, the big twist is Matthew McConaughey ends up being the killer, but also another big twist is the fact that all of these things that the dad was describing to the boys was real. Yeah. He was actually seeing demons and they were actually dispatching demons off of the earth, which you just kind of thought he was. Spiraling shit. into madness yeah. the entire time. Yeah, it's a fantastic movie. Yeah, absolutely so fantastic yep, movie. That's a great pick. So, that's my number four. All right, uh, my number four is The Mist. Ooh, nice. Now this one, it's it's not. I, I mean, it, it is a twist. It is a twist, but it's it's also just like such a. <laughs> It's, it's, the a, most it's, downer, just a, it's it's a, the most downer ending it's on, just, on yeah. the face of the earth. It's just such a kick in the teeth. And like, and the balls at the same time, and just the worst. And it's a, it's a, it's a really good movie. Shot to your kid, and it's too late, darling. I just shot you <laughs> in your face. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you've got uh, Thomas Jane mm -hmm. in the mist, and uh, basically what happens is there's, uh, there's this portal to another dimension. This dimension that holds all these horrible creatures like just big ass spiders mm -hmm. that can that can like melt your face with their web and these gigantic creatures that are just sort of like <clears throat> coming through this this dimension and just absolutely destroying everything a uh, giant octopus monster or whatever the hell at least a tentacle i don't know what it's connected to mm -hmm. But basically, I don't think you're supposed to know. It's just like yeah, it's almost it's just, like very Lovecraftian. Sort oh of yeah, it's absolutely, like, it is. Yeah. And you get to the end of the movie. It's Thomas Jane and his son, and then two other people, and they get in a car, and they're like, "We just got to get in a car and just see if we can drive out of this. Like, just see if we can get away." Yep. And they drive and they drive and they drive until they finally run out of gas, and they're still stranded in the middle of the mist, and there's no way you you can leave the car because everything out there will kill you instantly. Thomas Jane has a gun with three bullets left in it. And you don't know what he's going to do. It pulls out to a wide shot of the car and you hear three shots. And it cuts back to Thomas Jane inside the car. He shot the other two old people and his son. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. And his reaction after that is exactly the reaction that a father would have after he had to just mercy kill his son. And then literally about 10 seconds later, you see the cavalry come in. The military. United States military comes in and they're 
napalming shit and like blasting everything away and you find out that they finally found out how to close down this um, portal to the other dimension and everything's going to be all right. Yep. If he would have just if he would have just waited, hesitated for if he would have exactly yeah. everything would have been fine and his son would still be alive. Oh god, it's the worst. <laughs> like <laughs> I it was it was it was I I don't even know how to describe how I felt after I saw that. Yeah, oh, especially you having kids. Well, it was <laughs> I saw this movie before I had kids, so cuz it came out in what, 2009? I don't know. I'm not like sure that. when it came out. Um 2007. So, but yeah, and even now or, or especially now, now that I have kids, like mm-hmm. being put in that kind of situation where you have to make that terrible choice and then making it and then finding out if you would have just waited a couple minutes, you would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That that ending is just it's it, it's crippling yeah. almost. Like you watch and you're just like, oh. And that's just how the movie ends. Yeah. There's no. There's nothing. There's else. no. There's no resolve. And there's no like. Okay. The, well, I'm gonna press on and I'm gonna be okay. It's the just... look on Tom Jane's face too, when he realizes that the government's there, like the military's there, is like this look of just pure defeat. Yeah. Like. Like, he wishes that he would have gotten sucked into the tentacles. Right. You know, like, or napalm him, kill him. Like, and doesn't he, doesn't he, does he also, not... if I remember correctly, like, he, he knows he only has three three bullets left. Mm-hmm. But even after that's done, he just wants to be dead so badly badly that he puts the empty gun up to his head and tries to pull the trigger, yes, like, yeah. six times. Oh, God. Yeah, it, it's pretty, it, it's, it's pretty nuts. <laughs> yeah, it, it's awful. <laughs> So I didn't want to put that in there because it makes oh, me feel great, so it's, sad, it's but a it's a it, it is a great ending. Yeah. Uh, all right, number three. Number three. So um, this uh, this flick is has something in common with my number uh, eight pick. I believe it was number eight. No, yeah, my number eight pick, uh, and that's another black and white movie. Okay. Uh, this is a movie uh, that is called Night of the Living Dead. Ooh, nice. Uh, and the part that I am uh, referring to is the very, very, very end. Mm-hmm. It's a very similar ending, actually, to The Mist. Yeah. Very similar. Yep. So, Night of the Living Dead, if you haven't seen it, go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, but <laughs> in, in case you've been living under a rock for the last 60 years, um, or however long it's been. Uh, uh, of, it would actually be 50 years. 50 years, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Night of the Living Dead, obviously, it's the very first George Romero movie. Uh, well, the first George Romero's, uh, you know, of the dead movie. I, I think he made something before that. Maybe not. I don't know. But uh, it's it's the very first of the dead movie, black and white, classic. Um, it's about people who are stuck in a farmhouse and the dead have come back to life. And uh, it's a tale of survival, basically. Um, you have uh, Ben, and if, and if you like zombie movies, like this is the this is the movie that the quintessential. This is the movie that kind of sparked the 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 modern day zombie. Yeah. Uh, craze. And again, if we have to tell you that, just stop. Yeah, go, go just, fuck just, yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you have uh, Ben, who is like the leader of the group, who at the time it was very, very crazy because he was an African-American, which mm-hmm. you just did not see African-Americans in uh, leading roles at the time. Mm-hmm. George Romero, George Romero insists that he was colorblind when he when he cast him, and he was just the best man for the job. Yeah, he wasn't trying to make a statement or anything. I, 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 have, I used to subscribe to that I have a hard time believing it now. I think that in the back of his head, he knew exactly what he was doing. Well, because but, but he always wanted I mean, to play it off as though it had nothing to do with it. Well, because this this movie came out kind of the height of the civil right rights, rights movement. Yeah. The civil rights movement. Yeah. So, 
So, um, so yeah, so he basically becomes this leader. He guides these people through this, this apocalypse or whatever. Mm -hmm. And finally, at the very end of the movie, the zombies subside and there's people trying, you know, starting to take care of them. They know to shoot them in the head. It's on the news and this and that. And this mob of people are filtering through the area and he comes out of the house to basically say, hey, we're alive in here. And after everything that he goes through in this movie, one of the guys just shoots him in the head. Yeah. He comes walking dead. out of the house, shot in the head, dead. Done. 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 The story of Ben is over. Yep. Like, after everything he went through, and it was just like, a, it was a gut punch and like, they, when, like when you saw this. And they cut back to this group of good old boys standing there with rifles, and it's just like, yeah, yeah throw, them on the, throw them on the, on the pile. Yep. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's such a downer ending, and you don't see it coming, and it's just like, oh, like I said, it's a gut punch ending. Mm -hmm. Uh, exactly like the mist, you know, very, very yeah. similar. Um, it, actually, it reminds me too of uh, one of the, I mean, it's not a horror movie, but one of the final scenes in uh, The Departed. Yep. Because you've got uh, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio's character the whole time just trying to clear his name. And he ends up, you know, he's he's undercover, so nobody really knows who the hell he is. And then he ends up in this situation at the very end where... He thinks he's going to be able to get out of it. As soon as he walks out of the elevator, boom, popped right in the head. And that was another big twist. And yeah. he's like, what the fuck just happened? Yep. And it's it's actually very similar to this. It, it is. It's it's that it's it's the idea that you have this guy, he made it through, there's going to be a happy boom, mm -hmm. done. Like, it, it's just like they come out of nowhere and they're, like I said, those are like the best twist endings because they literally, they just come out of nowhere. Like, yep. they're, they're, it's impossible to see something like that coming. Yeah. And it um, and it leaves you like you know, it's it's horror. You're not always supposed to be left with a like a happy sunshiny feeling mm -hmm. in your balls. Like every once in a while, <laughs> you got to have those babies I, ripped I mean, off. I enjoy it when I do have a happy sunshiny feeling in my balls. But, yeah, you know. but not. But sometimes but you in can't horror movies, get what you want. yeah, sometimes in horror <laughs> movies you can't have what you want. So. That was my uh, number three. All right. So you said that your number three kind of mixed in with your number eight. Correct. My number three kind of mixes in with my number four. Oh. Because I, I titled my number four, which was, uh, or my number five, rather. I'm sorry. My number five from High Tension, I, I titled very tastefully, That Dick is Actually a Chick. And my number three, I've entitled... That chick's got a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you can figure out what this I'm talking about. This is your number about. three. This is my number three. Okay. okay. Well, we're going off. I, I wasn't going with the greatest twists of all time. I was going with the ones that are yeah. my, you know, sure, like we favorite. went in yep. order of my favorite. Sure. And the ones that just really jumped out at you. So my number three is from Sleepaway Camp. I'm sure you could have uh, picked up on that I from mean, the title. Lots of, there's lots of... Uh, Lots of movies with this particular twist. Sure, sure, but this has to be the most well-known one. Uh, and if you haven't seen Sleepaway Camp, I'm sorry that I just ruined it for you. Yeah, but, really. But uh, one of the one of the best, like funnest slashers. Funnest? Fun, yeah, funnest. Funnest. Right, it's, it, it's a fun movie. There's just there's a lot of good kills. Funnest isn't a word. Huh? <laughs> I don't think funnest is a word. <laughs> Fun, funner, and funnest. I don't think fun funnest is definitely a word. I don't think it is. You're calling nah, me out on words. I think it is. Nope. All right, Jay. Are you on my side? On Mike's side. Yeah, okay, hold fun, on. Funnest isn't a word. Funnest is <laughs> the most a word. fun. The, yeah, the, the most, most fun, fun movie. Yeah, that's how you would say it. Oop, uh, not dunnest. 
Dumbest? Yeah, that's a word. Fun. Oh, fun, funner, funnest. Nah. According to the dictionary app. Yeah. Thank oh, you they very much. Added it. They've been adding words for uh, our stupid language and, and our stupid uh, things that people say. It is an informal adjective. <laughs> so, fuck you guys. Nope. This is one of the best, funnest slasher movies you'll see in a lot. It's got great kills throughout. Super cheesy acting. It's a little bit. Uh, it's a little bit heavy on the kind of the rapey vibes, which um, is a, yeah, which is a, a little uncomfortable. But it makes the it makes the the kills that much better because yes. the the these so dis, much more these like, despicable yeah like, these despicable men being murdered. It's like yeah, fuck you, you know. Yep. So um, especially that cook. Oh man, that's one of the best scenes ever. <laughs> the, the cook gets a just a giant like it's it's really the biggest pot in the entire world. It's abnormally big. It's <laughs> a giant pot of boiling water and whatever they did with the special oh, effects makeup, so the bubbling blisters on his face, pulsating and stuff. Yeah, yeah. man, it looks incredible. Super good, super good. But you have uh, you have Angela, who um, throughout the entire movie she's just this really, uh, really timid like shy girl mm-hmm. and people kind of make fun of her but also there's people being friendly toward her some like at one point she kind of is let on or actually there's a guy who's actually interested oh, yeah. in her oh, yeah. in her but she gets the like something happens to where she feels like she's been let on sure. so now she's just in all out fury mode you don't actually they kind of they kind of give you the sense that it could be her, it could be somebody else throughout mm-hmm. the entire movie. Yeah. But then you find I don't out they ever really lead on that it's her. I mean, nowadays looking back watching it with the perspective that we have, yeah, it might just you be know that. the twists and turns and ever so you can tell. Oh, she's the quiet girl, but that could also be a misdirect. So right. it's like, oh, it's a it's definitely a huge misdirect. Yeah. But yeah, I guess maybe like you said, it's having seen it so many times. Back in the back in the eighties when this movie would have come out. You know, you didn't see a whole lot of stuff like that, right. so it was a little bit more easy to, I think, fall into the, into the. Oh my God, who who done it? Who done you know? it? <laughs> um, there's one movie that I wanted to put on my list, but I didn't for a very specific reason. And if it comes up, we'll talk about it. Okay, let's talk about it. Well, we can talk about it afterwards. We're making pretty good time here. Yeah. So, uh, so Felissa Rose, who plays Angela, you you finally get to the end of the movie. All hell has broken loose. People are dying left and right, and you've got two characters that finally they they make a break for, uh, they make a break for it, and they come across this scene where you see a head roll, and then one of the most haunting images you will ever see in your entire life. Not even the fact that she ends up being uh, transgender. Not that that's frightening. No, not that. No, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's and that's not. It's it's not really the fact that she's transgender. It's like that's the, the look that's the big face. reveal. That's yeah. the big reveal. Like that's the big twist. But the look on her face because they actually ended up making a very like lifelike mask of her and putting it on a on a boy, and he's standing there naked. That had to get liquored up before they shot it. Yeah, because <laughs> well, he was about to be naked in front of a bunch of people. So he, so they just made her face, and it, and it wasn't able to move at all. So it just had this horrible look on it, mm-hmm. and she's breathing, just like making this, <laughs> with this terrible look on her face. And that's the end of the movie. They just go, "Oh my God, she's a boy!" And, and she's just staring at them with this 
crazed look on her face, and that's what it that's when it cuts. But it doesn't cut to black. It just stays on her face, and as the 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 the, the credits roll, it just kind of like fades into different colors. But for that entire almost, I'd say probably three quarters of the credits, you just see that awful face the entire time. Yeah. But the the twist is the fact that she ends up being a boy. It goes back into time, and it shows that she went to live with her aunt uh, who wanted a girl yeah. and just decided, yeah, you're a girl now. You're no longer a boy. You're Angela now, and that's that's how it's going to be. And so and it's it, just... And that led, to, that led to everything going on. Like yeah. She, she lived her life as one thing, but was always something else. And when the shit hit the fan, she lost her, lost her shit. Lost her shit and just decided to kill everybody. Mm-hmm. So... That's, that's your number three. That is my number three. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm picking up what you're putting down here. Okay. So uh, we're at uh, number two now. Mm-hmm. So number two. Who does number two? What? <laughs> Who does number two? Okay. I do number two sometimes. Um. So my number two, uh, my number two and my number one were very difficult to to lock down. Yeah. I went back and forth on them quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um. But I ended up going with with this. My number two mm-hmm. is from the movie Saw. Mm. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Well, of course. The ending of Saw is one of the greatest twist endings, in my opinion, in 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 the history of modern horror. I tend to agree. Um, uh, some people won't agree with that. There are, there are some people that, oh, I saw it coming the entire time. No, you didn't. Let me be the first to say fuck off. Yeah, no, you did. You did not. No, nobody those, saw this. Those coming. are people who those are people who have now seen all of the other sequels, and they got sick of the sequels, and they retroactively went back and said, oh yeah, I saw it coming and saw it. No, you didn't. Nobody saw it coming. That was the most. Those movies, like like the the way that Saw worked as a whole, mm-hmm. was something that has not been done before. Right. Like that was a pretty wholly original idea. Right. And so for the fact that everything else in that room is set up for a purpose, you think that the guy, the dead guy there, serves a purpose. Right. But it wasn't that purpose. Right. Like like there's there's no way in hell. That you could see that coming. They did such so a. Anybody gr- that said that, fuck they, off. They I don't did, believe you. They did such a good job in misleading you and thinking that, it, it, making you think that Zep was the killer the entire time, mm-hmm. because he didn't really play it out as he was like scared that he was going to die for some reason. He just played it out as he was kind of a psycho dude who was holding a hostage or holding a family hostage for whatever yeah. reasons he deemed necessary. You really couldn't get a good handle on any character because. The, the the sympathetic parts of the characters kept changing. Right. Like, you 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 thought they were all innocent at first, and then you start learning more about this, and you start learning more about this, and then you start learning more about this guy. And you really, you you, can't, you do not know who's good, who's bad, who's being manipulated, who's, like, you just don't know. Right. The entire <laughs> series is like that. Yeah. I, we've talked about the series before. We did our big retrospective, so if, you, if you're interested, go back and listen to them, but... I, I will go ahead and say that I think the Saw series, uh, and it has some faults, but mm-hmm. for, for its faults, I think the Saw series is the most well-written series in modern horror. I will go on record go on record, and I will say that. I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you, because how many other movies in modern horror have that many installments that you can think of that were all... I mean... Uh, and worked it, so it, well. It, had its, it, had its, uh, it definitely had its highs and its lows. Yeah. But for the most part... 
they all pretty much fell into the realm of pretty damn good. So, Freddy, and what can Freddy you think Kruger, of? Jason, Hall- Michael Myers. But those were all a, those movies. Those were that, a generation ago. But those movies, as, those movies that were also all very like singular for the most part. There was themes that ran through them, yes. Right. But not they were not connected in the way that Saw was. Yeah, like you can go back in the. I mean, we did it. Like you said about a year ago, we we talked about yeah. the whole Saw yeah. series, and you go back and you can like even to this day we can go back and watch rewatch the Saw series and still find little connections that you never noticed exactly. before. So this the so the twist of the end basically is you have two guys that are <clears> they're <throat> chained up in this bathroom on either side of the room and uh, there's a dead guy in the middle and they're playing back and forth the entire movie the entire movie the entire movie there's a guy's voice on a tape you don't know who it is and this and that and then finally at the very end of the movie once the climax hits climax hits the music is building and building and you're seeing everything start to crumble down and then the fucking dude in the middle of the floor just gets up and he's John Kramer he's the guy the he's voice jigsaw. he's jigsaw like it's just the greatest twist. Like that's usually how my climaxes hit too. <laughs> <laughs> the, the dude in the middle of the room just gets up. <laughs> and I'm it's over. John Kramer. <laughs> um, no, amazing though. Enough, I, it was. It was the only. That's my porn name. John Kramer. If you take your middle name on the street you grew up on, John is it Kramer. Really? <laughs> it is. That's mine, my porn name. <laughs> mine's David Stanley, which I think is a Ooh, pretty solid it's porn blue name. Steel. That's like a blue steel name. <laughs> David Stanley. No, uh, saw. <laughs> So, uh, and actually, I'll just, I'll wait and I'll say this in a little while. <laughs> so, my number two, uh, I'll make quick work of this, was Night of the Living Dead. Oh, shit, okay. So, uh, okay. don't really have to say anything past that, because we already talked about the terrible demise of Ben yep. at the end, and it's it just hits you, and it's hopeless, and uh, it leaves you feeling empty, and it's awesome. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jay, do you want to jump in? I was actually, I had soft my number one. I was oh. going for that. But, but I have another one. I have a backup. All right. So I'll save it when we get there. Okay, cool. Okay. Uh, what's your number one, Michael? My number one is a little movie called Sleepaway Camp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that our top three were going to be there. Yeah. going to be a very similar taste. I, I I knew it. I'd say this would probably be pretty similar to most people's top probably, three. Probably. I have something to add, though, is the reason why it's mine. Okay, all right. Um, so my, the reason that this is my number one, I purchased the sleepaway camp box set it came in like this, this medical uh it's a box set that looked like a medical kit and you pull it out oh, like a, all the movies. Uh, first aid kit yeah first aid kit yeah so i bought this at best buy it was one of the very first it was actually one of the first box sets i ever owned mm-hmm. i've had this set for a very very long time uh i want to say i paid 10 bucks for it when when it first came out That's beautiful. nowadays it's way more expensive sure. but like i think i paid 10 bucks for it It was like on clearance or whatever I was just getting into horror. Mm-hmm. So I was, this was at the age where I was in middle school, you know, and like, like Friday nights, or whatever, I would, I would have my own sleepovers, you know, solo. Cause I was a cool kid. <laughs> and, um, my thing though is, is I would always, cause it was different or whatever. I would pull out a sleeping bag and I would sleep on the couch in my basement in front of the big TV. Cause I could listen to t- TV louder instead of being sure. upstairs and whatever. So I would always do that. And I remember watching Sleepaway camp for the first time when I was, 14 or whatever it was like mm-hmm. just really starting to explore horror past like dawn of the dead and evil dead like the, the big mainstays like this is like, like my first foray into stuff that i'd never heard of i was just mm-hmm. like kind of absorbing things not knowing what it was and that end scene was burned <clears throat> into the backs of my eyelids for about a week yeah like it that to this day that movie has had more effect on me than I think anything else because that face 
because of that dick, because of like everything <laughs> the, about the, the breathing, because everything about what was there, it was just so unsettling, unexpected. Mm. And you mentioned what they do with the credits and how they have the the, the image, um, and it changes colors or whatever. Mm-hmm. I have a theory about that. My theory is this. I have, ever, this. I have the same theory. I know what you're about to say. You ever looked at, you ever go online or whatever, and they say, like, stare at this image for a long time and then close your eyes and you'll see something? They, they invert the image right. to where when you're staring at it long enough, when you close your eyes, you almost, you see the color version of it mm-hmm. in your, it's burned into your like, fucking, like, the, the memory of your retinas. Right. And I swear to God that that's what that is because, it, like I said, I saw it every single time time i close my eyes i totally I agree. saw that scene i totally agree because it because it, it fades oh. into a green yes it fades into a green where you're it, really only seeing it, the yeah. you're you're really only seeing the negative like the uh kind of the way we carve pumpkins it's that negative, negative image yeah, yeah and it's exactly right and then when you close your eyes you see the color version of angela's face yes it's it, horrifying. And it, and it, it, it really really is that mask is the greatest mask ever made mm-hmm. it, it really is like that that to <clears> me even though it's not supposed to be a mask, like I still look at it because I know the behind the scenes part. Right, right. But like that, that, that face, that mask, whatever you want to call it, is fuck Freddy, fuck the Michael Myers mask, fuck the Jason mask, fuck the behind the mask mask. Like, like just nothing is as unsettling as that face. Yeah. Never will be. Period. If you tell me I'm wrong, <laughs> fucking go play in traffic because you're wrong. <laughs> Done. <laughs> uh, I just listened to Pet Cemetery. Um, hey, all kid, right. Kid well, uh, to uh, to make quick work of this again, my number one was Song. Yeah, I got to figure. It that. was just it it was it was the first movie that I've ever seen <laughs> like that. That was a complete mind fuck. I mean, I'm sure I've I've seen other movies. I saw other movies before that that messed with my mind a little bit, but that one just blew me away. And that end scene. When you hear uh, uh, Adam played by Lee Winnell, when you just hear him screaming and screaming and screaming because he knows that all hope is lost, yeah, and it cuts to black, and you still just hear him screaming for like the first twenty five seconds of the credits. Weird. Yeah. I just remember sitting there with my jaw, just like oh, my jaw was touching the top of my chest. Like I was just absolutely blown away, and the entire. At the entire cinema, I watched it in the the second cinema of the Bad Axe Theater, which was like the little tiny cinema. There mm-hmm. must have been like maybe a seventy five people up there. The quietest I've ever heard a theater in my entire life. Everybody just sat there for the entire credits, just like you nobody was. Didn't see it at our local theater. Then. <laughs> <laughs> nobody was. Nobody was talking. Like it just. Everybody was so blown away. It was yeah. like, what the hell just happened? Yeah, that movie had a profound effect on everyone that saw mm-hmm. it, at least in that moment. You know, like because because if as long as it wasn't spoiled for you and it was like, your first time seeing it, there's no way you walk out of that movie right not going what the fuck exactly <laughs> like there's just no way. And I feel fortunate that at the time when I was living in Pontiac, I didn't have internet in my in my apartment, and I'm I'm glad for that because that experience Probably that I had watching yeah that experience I had watching saw was like unforgettable yep just amazing all right what do you got for number one all right so you might have heard of a little movie called the exorcist oh yeah (laughs) yeah and there's a scene in there where a head just starts twisting around (laughs) what a twist what a twist twist? That's a, that's a good one. Fantastic. <laughs> There's my rebuttal to Mike Steele. No, <laughs> no, that's good. I like taking the literal literal approach to it. 
Um, yeah. So any honorable mentions? Uh, honorable honorable mentions. Good night, mommy. Yes, that was my one honorable mention because that's one of the movies that made us start this podcast to begin with. And honestly, it was funny when I was when I was. I, that was in my brain. I knew there was a big twist in it, and honestly, it's been a long time since we've seen it. I know that we talked about this movie at length, um, but quite frankly, of the last two years, we've watched a lot of movies, and I feel as though sometimes, like the the back part of my memory banks, me- memory memory banks, banks. <laughs> my memory banks gets pushed out to mm-hmm. put new stuff in. And to be honest with you, I forgot what the twist was, yeah. and I didn't want to add it on there because I wasn't. I I, I looked it up, and I know what it is now. But it wasn't. It wasn't one of those ones that I guess stuck with me. It, like, it was a good twist when we saw it, but it didn't jump out at me. Right. Another thing is like, there's movies in here. Like people are probably thinking, "What about Split? That movie had the crazy." We haven't seen it, so it's like, <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of movies. Yes, that we know we we're idiots seen. for not yeah. having seen Split, and we definitely have to watch it yes. because Glass, Glass looks awesome. Out, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Good Night, so, Mommy was on there for me as an honorable mention because that was a great twist. Uh, two more that I have. Orphan. Yep. Uh, that was a great one when you find out that um, the hell was her name? I can't remember the the, the little girl's the name. Little guy, the, the, the little uh, orphan. Uh, not Ophelia. Uh, um, what was it? I can't remember what yeah. it was, but um, when you find out at the end that she's actually like a like a forty two year old woman, uh, and she's got some sort of syndrome that makes her look like she's uh, her name was Esther. Orphan. Orphan syndrome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was an awesome movie. It was very tense. It was very uncomfortable. Uh, Peter Sarsgaard got kind of creepy in it, and uh, or no, well, I guess it wasn't Peter Sarsgaard getting creepy. The little girl got really creepy with Peter Sarsgaard. Yes, and those were yes. some of the most uncomfortable moments I've ever seen watching a movie because yeah, she was playing a seven-year-old trying trying to basically come weird. on to this this guy who was her adopted father. Uh, but the twist at the end is that she's like 47 years old and she's got this syndrome that makes her look young, and yep. she also likes to kill people. Um, and the last one I have is an old school throwback. Um, and I had to just bring this one up because I, I did a paper about it when I was in college. <laughs> Ridiculous. I went to college for one semester, but I wrote a paper about the movie Vertigo. Oh, yeah. Alfred Hitchcock movie. Uh, if you've never seen it, it's amazing. There's so much uh, symbology. Symbology. There's, it's crazy the way he uses color in this movie. The story is amazing. Uh and, and and basically it's kind of it's kind of a it's not a whodunit really, but it's it's this a detective is trying to figure out uh, a, a a murder, and it turns out that there's uh, this woman who he is investigating. He falls in love with her, and then she ends up dying by plummeting off of a a, a lighthouse, mm-hmm. and he couldn't save her because he's afraid of heights. And then at the very end of the movie, you find out that she never died. Uh, she was in, there. It's, I, I'm not going to try and describe this whole movie. Basically, he ends up back in this lighthouse at the very end of the movie. And this woman who he thought died uh, is actually standing there right in front of him. And uh, you think that like they kind of profess their love for each other, even though she was part of this whole murder hoax plot. Mm-hmm. And right at the end, you, they embrace, and you think that everything's probably going to kind of work itself out, and they're going to go on loving each other. And then all of a sudden, she sees this shape rise up out of the trap door. The shape? The shape. Whoa. Kind of. It's kind of spooky. She sees a shape rise up out of the trap door in a, the lighthouse floor, and she gets spooked, and she backs up and f- falls out the window. 
so basically it was like a kind of a self self-fulfilling prophecy like she faked that death earlier in the movie Mm-hmm. And then ended up actually dying that way. And it was just a nun who heard people talking up in the lighthouse. So she came to see what was happening. And then the last thing you see is the guy standing on the edge of the lighthouse looking down at his this woman who he lost once, got her back, still in love with, but now she has actually plummeted to the bottom of the lighthouse and is dead. Well, it's a great movie. That's Hitchcock for you. That's I mean, Hitchcock. Hitchcock was, is the greatest at the, the twists and turns mm-hmm. and like... That if you want a clinic in in twists, it's what a twist one hundred and one. Like, <laughs> fucking watch Hitchcock. Yeah. that guy. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's all I got for, um, for uh, honorable mentions, and that's all we got for our top tens. So those are our, those are our top tens. Like I said, if we're missing anything, uh, tell us. Uh, call us out. Tell us what you thought. If you disagree or you agree or you have stuff to add, you know, comment on it. Let us know. Start Absolutely. start a discussion. Oh, a discussion. We like discussions. But just don't don't make it too intense because I don't want to have to do stuff. Listen, I'll 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 do stuff. You can make it you can make it as intense as you want. All right. Well, uh, come at Mike with your most intense stuff then. Um, don't come at me. Yeah, come at me. <laughs> All right, that's it for the top ten twists. That's it. What a twist. What a twist. Uh, if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on SoundCloud, Facebook, and Instagram at the buzz to kill podcast you can also find us on twitter at the buzz to kill pc and on all third fourth fifth sixth seventh and 60th 60th <laughs> streaming surfaces it's the uh, funnest it's the funnest <laughs> uh leave us uh some ratings leave us uh 10 discussions and uh that's what we're gonna 10, <laughs> 10 leave us 10 twists and uh yeah there you go. And if you want to find J-Raj, you can find me on all social media at Ocean Recording. And also check out www.oceanrecordingstudio.com for all your fantastic audio needs. All right, boys. That'll do it. Uh, so next week, we're going to come back at you and we're going to pick back up where we were yes. supposed to be. And we're going to be doing... A, horns a di- and High Tension. Horns and High Tension, a director spotlight of Alexandre Aha. That's the one. So until Aha! next... Aha! Aha! <laughs> until next week, boys. Cheers. Cheers. We have bottles. What a twist. (laughs) Try to have a good night.